0: I'd have to say that the ocean probably has had the biggest impact on shaping the way I behave more than any one person, except maybe my mom, because she birthed me and she had a huge influence, of course. But the lessons that you learn from the ocean, the relationship that you have with it, it covers so many things. And I, I know that my reverence for its power, its beauty, like it's just... The harmony riding the wave is is the act of harmony you're trying to be harmonious with it you don't conquer waves you have the fortune to ride them for a moment and be part of them and yeah you don't there's no conquering the ocean i think that the most honest way you can live is to know that dying is very easy and you can die any minute death is ever present and the truth is is that right now death has a name And it's walking around and it's affecting people severely because their relationship with death is so insulated through just the way life has become that we're not living honestly like we would if we were out in nature being threatened constantly by stuff, then our awareness would be so heightened. But, you know, I feel that you don't know what being truly alive is without that relationship to that edge. Hi, I'm Laird Hamilton, and this is the Rich Roll Podcast.
1: Troll Podcast. Greetings, humanoids. Welcome to the podcast. It is true. The legendary master of the big wave, the Waterman God, global icon, truly one of the world's greatest athletes, Laird Hamilton. He is indeed here. It's all very exciting. But before we get into it, a little housekeeping. First is that I should mention, we recently created a brand new YouTube channel, just for podcast short clips. So essentially every day, we're posting brief four to 10 minute excerpts from both current and past guests. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's kind of a good way to get a visual taste for each guest. You can check it out, link in the show notes, or search Rich Roll Podcast Clips on YouTube. The second thing is sort of a good news, bad news deal. The good news is that, The response to my new book, Voicing Change, has been overwhelming and tremendously positive, so thank you for that. The bad news, however, is that we wildly underestimated demand such that we're already sold out on the first print run, which of course is not ideal heading into the holiday giving season. That said, the second print run is in process and we should be able to resume shipping at some point in February. In the meantime, you can still, of course, reserve your copy, signed or not, at ritualcom slash VC. Third, I know the holidays can be about indulgence, but this year in particular, I think we can all agree it's pretty crucial not to slip on your nutrition or to let your loved ones slip. You're stuck at home, they're stuck at home, you wanna help them eat right, you wanna help them learn how to cook healthy because... Let's face it, why not use this sequestration to actually learn how to cook, to up your recipe game? And this is actually an opportunity to give those loved ones a gift that I think will really help positively impact them. The Plant Power Meal Planner is what it's called. It's our digital platform, and it will do just that. Hold your hand through the preparation of customized, super nutritious plant-based recipes from our constantly updated library of thousands and have all the groceries automatically delivered directly to their door. Right now through December 25, we're running a special holiday discount. Gift cards for annual memberships are now just $79, which is $20 off our normal annual fee. It makes for a great stocking stuffer. It's a perfect last minute gift for All of you shoppers out there that wait until the very last minute, and it's instantly available. No promo code necessary. So to learn more and grab your gift card today, click Meal Planner on the homepage menu at richroll.com or go directly to meals.richroll.com. We're brought to you today by Momentus. from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com/richroll and use code RICHROLL10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by a very exciting brand new sponsor, go That's gobrewing.com and use the code RICHROLL for 15% off your first purchase. Okay, Laird. You know, most of the focus on this guy is typically around him surfing some of the biggest and heaviest waves on Earth. We all know that part. But underappreciated, I think at least, is his unbelievable impact and his legacy as an innovator, an innovator of crossover board sports of all shapes and sizes, not just towing surfing, but stand-up paddleboarding, which I'm not sure would even be a thing today without Laird, and the more recent hydrofoil boarding explosion, which really began with Laird tinkering in a garage many, many years ago. Now, of course, we all know him as this fitness lifestyle and longevity icon, a guy who has truly transcended his sport. And this is a conversation less about the board and more about what drives Laird, how his fulfillment derives not from competition, but but from immersion in nature and accomplishing what he questions possible. We talk about training routines and entrepreneurship, of course, He just took his nutrition company, Laird Superfoods, through an IPO, which is pretty cool. But at the heart, this is a discussion about the pursuit of fear, a belief that the only way to feel truly alive is to dance with death, to glide on the edge of disaster, and to purposefully seek out that which scares you most. If you ask Laird, I think that he would tell you that we're all very much over-insulated from the elements that we've muted our natural intuitions and shortcutted our connection to nature. And his call is about the importance of reconnecting with that part of what makes us innately human, to push our limits, to immerse ourselves in nature, to seek out fear and ultimately approach our lives as art. I found Laird to be wise and intuitive a guy who's just hyper-connected to himself and, of course, the natural world. He's also refreshingly humble and grounded with this deep reverence for the ocean and the sports he loves. But there's also this enthusiasm and, and kind of a surprising and beautiful childlike wonder about him that I found very, very endearing. I love it. I think you guys are gonna love it too. So with that, I give you the great Laird Hamilton. Third Hamilton in the house. Thanks, man. I Appreciate you coming out to do this. On your Mark. You can say go. Yeah, let's it do it. It was
0: close. It was close. We've been going back and forth. This may be one of the longest. Your schedule, my schedule, I know. scheduling.
1: I know. It's been. It's been a minute. We were supposed to do this last week. Then a swell emerged, and God forbid, I'm going to get in between you and a wave. Not that I could, <laughs> but that wasn't happening. So here we are. I suppose it's flat out today. Yeah. Well, s- somewhere it's not. Right, uh-huh. Right. But somewhere. that's the story of my life. Yeah. That's where. That's where your your dream state. That's takes right. You, I'm right? always. Almost- Searching in the distance. (laughs) Over where there might be a swell. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know if you have any recollection of this at all, I'd be surprised if you did, but back in about, it was late 2012, my family and I were living at Common Ground and in the yurts behind, uh, behind the restaurant there. And I was doing some stuff with Chris Jabe at the time and you and your family would come and eat at the restaurant pretty much every day, eating Rodman's amazing food that place is no longer, right?
0: Sad, that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. People work their whole lives to make a successful restaurant. You don't ever, when you get one, you never, you're never supposed to stop it. (laughs) But Chris was losing like 50 grand
1: a month or something like that on that restaurant. He was doing it just because it was a passion of his and he wanted to make it available to the community,
0: but he, he was like hemorrhaging money on it. Yeah. Well, hem- um, I think hemorrhaging on that project, the restaurant was yeah. actually the one of the probably the only successful I don't thing. No, I he think was he was going. losing
1: money on the restaurant too. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had come out. Um, I was trying to help him figure out something productive to do with the property, but you know, ultimately, he couldn't figure out what he wanted to do with it, and uh, and he's moved on from then. But that was like a really um, precious period in our family's life to like live on that farm for that period. We were there for like almost four months. Um, and I just remember you guys coming in and that's where I started this podcast. And Gabby was like my third guest on the show or something like that. But I would see you and... um and like you scared, like I was intimidated by you. Like I was too afraid to come and talk to you. I was like, oh, there's Laird over there, man, I want to talk to him, but I, but like I never did. And then it took this many years for us to get together and do the podcast. So anyway, that's my big
0: well. Backstory. As soon as I looked at you, I knew I knew you. I'm ter- like my name stuff is the worst in the world, but facial mm-hmm. recognition, I think it's probably connected to survival, just yeah. so you know the foes and the friends. Yeah. But I looked I, when you were shutting the door. I'm like, I know that. I've seen know, that guy. I yeah. Know yeah, you. yeah. I know. You. Um, I remember Gabby
1: talking to my wife Julie at one point, and, and she was like, she was like, uh, "You guys might like Maui, you know." <laughs> and that's a loaded statement. Um, I've spent a lot of time on the islands, on all the <laughs> islands. Not nearly, not nearly as much time as you have, obviously. Um, but there's something very powerful in the energy. Um, you can feel it when you're in Hawaii for sure. And, and more than any other place on the North shore of Kauai. And that was a, it was a challenging period for us because um, you know, we, would, we, we were new, we were interlopers and we were trying to like create a little community or a little you know, like plant some roots there. Cause we weren't sure we were gonna come back to LA. Like we were considering staying there. And it was, it was hard, man, trying to navigate like the unwritten rules about how you behave in that
0: part of the world. That's true. Well, yeah. and 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 each island is is distinctly different. Every island's uh-huh. different. The sides of the islands are different, and and Kauai is we you know Kauai is the uh, well, I always say. You know, bright light, dark shadow. Right. You know, it has the, it has the and it's and it's. I mean, I don't know if there's a connection to it. it's the wettest place on Earth. Yeah. It's you know, and just it's kind of and it's the unconquered kingdom by Kamehameha. So mm. the the great uniter of the you know of all the islands couldn't conquer Kauai, and so Kauai has kind of a it has a uh you know there's an aspect to it. I think that it it definitely. Makes you kind of introspective. I think you just go there and you kind of go in, and if you're not ready for yeah. fully in, then it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's incredible
1: light, mm. but there's a heavy darkness there, Absolutely. and you can feel it. And I spent more more time on the Big Island and yeah. a lot of time not you know in. Kailua, but like in the small towns and riding my bike all around the island. And I think most people's relationship with Hawaii is they they fly there, they're at a resort the entire time. They have a great time. That's not Hawaii, man. Like Hawaii is a very different place. And you really, you can't fuck around with that energy because it will
0: bury you. It will. Yeah, Uh and 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 we, because Gabby and I laugh because she grew up on islands too, so she has island sensitivity and island awareness. Uh And you see people kind of glamorize, hey, we're going to move there and live in the paradise and the whole thing, and then you just kind of go, okay, well, if you're coming in with that naivety, like you're coming Uh in thinking it's just everything's all you know rose petals, you're going to probably have a a rude awakening. It's better to go, you know, I and and Gabby says this the best, and I listen. I was Mm -hmm. raised there. I've lived there. You know, I mean, it was a technicality that I wasn't born in Hawaii. I was Mm -hmm. born in San Francisco, but been in Hawaii since I was three months old. And I always walk like I'm a visitor. Yeah. you know? And I think it's important to, probably to do that everywhere in life. Like if you always feel like you're you're just, you're a visitor. Cause whenever you see people that get too prideful of, you know, hey, I'm a such and such, or I'm from here or something like that, I think that kind of, I think that can hold you back and definitely affect your conduct.
1: Yeah. I mean, it requires an extra level of humility. I think. It does. I remember I wanted to Shoot some video stuff. And I was talking to Joel Guy, you know yeah. Joel, right? Yeah. And we were planning some stuff. And I thought, well, I can just go. I was going to go to this beach and do this thing. And he's like, you can't do it. know. He's like, if, you, if I'm not with you, forget it. Yeah. You know, he's like, you're, yeah. you know, they don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, and that's different and new. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, man, I'm not trying to yeah. get in anybody's yeah. way or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's
0: like, no, no, no. You yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joel and I have been uh, childhood friends. So I I've know, known yeah, Joel since I we know. were we were little kids. Is he
1: still but doing his thing out there?
0: He's still doing it. He yeah. does a lot of community stuff. So he's working in in Hanalei and then working with the community. Right. He's trying to, I mean, the community has ongoing things. I mean, with floods and right. hurricanes and and then COVID. And I mean, all right. this stuff is adding up. I, was, I, I would have thought you'd be already out there by now. Yeah. I, I normally, I would be. We just have had a lot of... St- a, a lot of work stuff going on with the girls, uh-huh. especially too, because my daughter's, you know, my, my middle daughter is is uh, hitting a lot of tennis balls. And so there's not mm-hmm. a great, you know, in the wettest spot on earth, you better have a covered tennis court yeah. to, if you want, you know, to be able to put time into that. And then my youngest daughter's going to school, um, which in the past was online. Now it, now it's, then it wasn't last year and now it's back online, of course, uh-huh. uh, because of because of what's going on with the pandemic. But so I'm the girls are kind of holding me back here. I'm also uh just finishing uh, a home on on the island that oh, wow. I've been working on for twenty years oh, so wow. like That's a long cool. like like a I have sometimes these crazy like lifelong goals you know that they are like they i they come to fruition like twenty and thirty years down the line it's uh-huh. it, it's not on purpose but it just seems like. Maybe that's just like a relentless pursuit. Like you have a vision or a dream or see something, and then you just and you get you know you get distracted, but you just keep coming back to it, and eventually uh-huh. you Babysitting know you sitting it over the years, <laughs> kind of like how I babysat
1: getting you on the podcast it took two, three years. Yeah, ago. well,
0: but you were talking <laughs> to Gabby, so at the end yeah, you had yeah, yeah. The, you know you had yeah, yeah. you had the uh, but you don't, the good you, line. You, that's interesting because you don't strike me as somebody
1: who who is like a goal setter. You strike me as somebody who's more like. In intuition-based, like you follow your heart, you follow your 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 curiosity, your creativity. It's not like,
0: here's my goal and I'm working towards that. You see more in the moment, in general. But you know, maybe I'm using the wrong word. I'm using following my, my intuitions mm-hmm. and following my instincts and then identifying something. I think I've had the fortune to be able to sometimes understand what certain things will mean, uh-huh. over, you know, in time, like, hey, if you get on this board and you start paddling and that eventually that's going to, people are going to like to do that and they're going to be able to do that all over. Just, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think there's an aspect to innovation that you understand what the mechanism or what the idea will eventually turn into. So I, and then it turns, so that almost seems goalish at times. Yeah. But it it, almost gets a little goal. But but it's
1: rooted in play. Like you go out and start playing around with toe surfing because there's no waves. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm imagining reinventing surfing. It's just like one thing leads to another. And then, you know, a year later, you're doing things that you wouldn't have anticipated when you first
0: just started fucking around with that stuff. That's true. But, you know, a quote I really like is that they say that innovative people are fulfilled by accomplishing things and that Competitive people are fulfilled by beating others, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. I'm I'm really on the the I I really enjoy uh, the you know that fulfillment of okay I think I can do this and then get mm-hmm. and then you not I I can beat this guy or I can outdo that guy. Yeah. It's more about you know the, accomplishing these tasks. Which it's is internal. It's yeah. an internal thing. Yeah. It's not yeah.
1: you're not measuring. You've you've yeah. never been one to measure yourself against what anybody else is doing. No. It's all just how it measures up against what you think you're capable of. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah,
0: or what's possible. Like uh-huh. what, and then you might not even be capable of it, but, but is that possible? And then you figure out how to become capable of it, maybe, right. you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Necessity is um, the mother of invention. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, you know, what's funny about that, I, I watched, I rewatched uh, Riding Giants last night, Been, I don't know when that movie came out, it was a while ago, but I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I just watched it as a refresher. Yeah, Stacy Peralta. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and what struck me is, you know, you're, you're, you've been labeled with this moniker of being like the innovator in surfing, and, and you certainly are that. But when you watch that movie, you understand that the history of surfing is innovation. It's constant innovation, right? Like from the very beginning, when you track it all the way back to the first big waves that were surfed and how they just iterate and iterate and iterate, like you're just continuing in that tradition, which is makes it weird when you hear, like, I know there are people that, you know, are... Traditionalists in some regard that give you shit for trying yeah. new things, but this is There's what surfing that. is, right? <laughs> yeah, from it from the very beginning, back to you know with a thousand years ago. I didn't
0: realize like that's when it started, or even or even more. I think I think it came out in the necessity to learn how to navigate. You know, going out into the mm-hmm. ocean when there was surf, and then and then then through that, like the guy, if you could take your boat and ride the waves in, then you that brought right. in the a whole understanding of, but. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a time when in surfing, uh, that it was all about innovation, like that was the focus. Uh-huh. And then it kind of, I think, when the competitive aspect of surfing came in, it kind of stopped innovation because it forced a certain you know rules it, and it, structure. it well yeah, yeah, because you couldn't take the risk to right. go out and try something that didn't work it would it'd be like you, it, it'd be like if you're a bike racer and you're going to go in a bike race you're not going to try some new prototype bike right. in a yeah, bike yeah, race because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to break you 're just going to go with what you know works, and then I think that kind of in a way um you know they talk about in in like uh, in computer design that all the innovations happened when there was a think tank uh-huh. when everybody were together and they were mm-hmm. just throwing ideas, and then as soon as somebody got. Competitive, or they got possessive with an idea and held it and then stopped sharing, then that's when it kind of everything mm. slowed down for mm-hmm. a while. And so, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I just remember everybody that I was around, they were, you know, I mean, it was the 60s and people were, you know, doing all kinds of drugs as well to give their, yeah. you maybe to give their imagination more of a boost. But the truth is there was a lot of innovation going on and they were doing weird designs and weird boards. And I mean, if uh-huh. you look back then and you look at the equipment, and you're like, some of the stuff is so bizarre <laughs> yeah. looking. And and uh, and then it kind of went through this flat period. But I, I think for me, I always, that was the, you know, uh, uh, Brian Keolana is a great Hawaiian waterman and kind of a Hawaiian chief. And, you know, he, he always would say, hey, don't define me by my equipment, uh-huh. which I appreciated that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's just a tool. Like, hey, yeah. which... You know, which yeah. tool you're gonna use.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting that the flat period lines up with the rise of competitive surfing. And competitive surfing is not part of riding, like it's never even addressed in riding giants. No, like no. it's just not part of that narrative at all. And no. and you never even dipped your toe in
0: that, right? I when I was little, we we played because it was fun. You know, when you're a little uh-huh. kid, you go down and it was like you and your friends showed up at the little surf contest at the beach and you all went out and kind of it was like and then you know it. Well, there was no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then money came along, and you know. And then it was all of a sudden it was like, okay, everybody got gets weird. Yeah, yeah, gets aggressive. And but does you anything. know, looking back
1: now, we're in this. We were talking about social media and our kids before before this started, and and you know how how addictive all of that is. But one thing that it has created is the ability for athletes in all different disciplines and specialties to kind of craft their own path. Mm. Like when I look back on your career, like you were really the first or one of the first people who said I'm not going to do I'm going to be a professional athlete on my own terms and I'm going to define what those terms are. I'm not going to I'm not going to participate in this structure. I'm going to do it outside of that. And that was pretty radical at the time and you've been successful in that and lit the path for many to follow in your in your footsteps, but Now, because of these technological tools, you're seeing athletes do that. Like they can make a name for themselves and support themselves doing what they love without it being in that traditional
0: competitive environment. Well, see, I mean, really in all art, I Mm -hmm. mean, if you look at all art in a way, I mean, you look at music, you can get exposure. I mean, that's one of the, I mean, you know, every, again, bright light, dark shadow, right? Yeah. One One of the great things about, you know, Social media and just the, 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 these tools, the, the block, I call it, is that you can, it's an opportunity to expose your skills and your talent to the world. And the followers will decide if you have a bunch yeah. of people following and they're interested in what you're doing or saying or, or dressing or whatever it is you're doing. Um, it, it's, you, I mean, you can make a living from it. Right. And which is pretty amazing. It is cool. I mean, it's, it's super
1: cool that people can do that. It now. is,
0: it is. And it's and it's allowing a lot more freedom in uh, in art in general. Yeah. When I call art, I just mean self-expression, right? In a way, it's 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 forms of self-expression. And in my case, it just happens to be in sport, uh-huh. but in some other pa- cases, it's in music, it's in right. cooking, it's in fashion, it's in, you know, lifestyle. It's, yeah. you just go down the line. But it,
1: it had to be hard back in those early days trying to figure out how you're going to make that work. Right? Well, you just you just sure try you had to do people everything in your
0: life. Who were like, what are you doing? Like you yeah. got to get a job, yeah. right? Well, you subsidize it mm. any way you can. That's why I did. You know, if it's like, oh, a modeling job. Hey, you look good in that thing. Take a picture. Uh-huh. Or hey, you're going to be a, you know, be a in a movie and you can do stunt work. Okay, I'll do. I mean, it's like right. you did whatever you needed to do to subsidize your. Yeah. I always say, you know, now I'm in a position where I can subsidize my excavator work mm. with surfing. Nice. I would I would subsidize <laughs> surfing with excavation. Like <laughs> yeah. I'd go dig an excavator so I could yeah. go surfing. So you did whatever you could. I, I think one thing that really allowed me a real opportunity was was Oxbow, which was this French company that sponsored me for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I didn't have to, you know, cut trees, mow yard, dig holes, pour cement, hammer nails all to survive because I had that support, it allowed me a little more... Uh, freedom to to practice my skills and to be creative and to work Mm -hmm. on stuff. And and so that was a fortunate thing. I think without them and that support during that stretch of time, I wouldn't have had quite the luxury to be able to be as creative as I was. So I think that 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 was a, a unique thing that happened. But, you know, all along the way, you're always... You know, you, you just do whatever. The puzzle pieces. But you
1: grew up, you know, on the, when you're when you're a kid on the North Shore and you're seeing all those dudes, you yeah. know, who obviously influenced you so profoundly, like that's what they were doing, right? Yeah. So you realize like, oh, I can I can figure out how to get a bag of rice or
0: whatever Absolutely. I need to live. Oh yeah, they do whatever, fish yeah. in the summer, work on the thing in this way. I mean, you did, they, they would do, I mean, and it's a little bit like, uh, it's a little bit island lifestyle. Like I sometimes I get around people and they're like, well, how do you know how to do that? Like, Uh how do you, how do you know how to fix that thing? And I go, well, I lived at the end of a road where if you didn't fix it, it was broken. Like there was no, like call the guy that fixes those. Mm. There was no, you know, it wasn't so specialized like it is now. Like you just had to kind of, you know, I always love MacGyver. Like MacGyver for me is the best. Just give me the bubble gum and the duct tape and a little tie wire. And, you know, and you can just jury rig something and get something that was broken to work. And I think that that mentality is definitely useful in well, not only survival but in innovation. Yeah, too.
1: innovating all yeah.
0: these these new iterations of what surfing yeah. is and can be. Exactly that Which... imagination. That's what Thomas Edison said. He said, well, "All you need to be an inventor is an imagination and a pile of junk." So uh-huh. I'm like, "Well, I always had the junk." He was a good marketer too, though. There's always he had that. that part, yeah, end. yeah. Well, there's that too. Uh-huh. That's a piece of it.
1: where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. I wanna talk about water and your relationship to water and, and the ocean. Like I'm I'm in certain respects like a different kind of waterman. I, I'm a swimmer. I grew up swimming. Swimming is my passion and it started in pools and, you know, I've I've done interesting things in the water like monofin swimming, things like that. And now it's about ocean swimming. And then I got into ultra endurance triathlon and all of that. But I have a very um deep and emotional connection to the experience of of being in water and underwater. Um that's overlaps with yours a little bit i would suppose so i'm interested in how you think about your relationship
0: to the ocean and and you know how you articulate like what that means well first of all that's my grandmaster right like if you said who's your you know people say hey, who do you look up to or who's you who do you you know who influenced you i mean i'd have to say that the ocean probably has had the biggest impact on shaping you know, the way I behave more Mm -hmm. than any, any one person, except maybe my mom, because she birthed me and she had a huge influence, of course, but the lessons that you learn from the ocean, uh, the relationship that you have with it, um, it just, it, it, it covers so many things. And I, I know that, you know, uh, my reverence for the ocean, just my, my, my reverence for its power, its beauty, uh, you know, its, its magnitude, like it's just Mm -hmm. the massiveness of it. And it's our space, right? Like the ocean is our space on earth. Like if you want to know what space is like, you just go to the ocean and that'll tell you what, you can go to the edge of the space or you can go deep into space. But that gives you, in my opinion, that, that gives you, it was a great escape for me when I was a kid to, to leave kind of the, the the cares of the land uh-huh. behind you and yeah. all the worries and all the stresses when that we're you're going.
1: underwater all of that gets muted. Muted. Right. And it's just
0: between you and the elements. Yeah. And, and maybe something... just a giant shark that may be lurking in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> just might, right? <laughs> there's always there's always, yeah. there's always that in the back of your head, like, hmm, let me see. I'm not a big right. fan of swimming out in the middle of the ocean with a mass that you can't see very well. But <laughs> yeah, but the uh but you know so I think I you know so the so the the relationship um with the animals in the ocean with the way just with the with wh- how it makes you feel like like it like the therapy mm-hmm. of the it feels it's heals like being you. back in the womb it is you know yeah and you get healed from it mm-hmm. like you can go and be in the water and you know now we get all these science I say science follows instinct, but you know, you, you get, you have these ideas like, Hey, this is really like, I go there and I feel different. Everything's different. Then they get some data and they're sort of like, yeah, right. well that's cause you're getting negative ions yeah. and, and your thing and you're grounding and your compression right. and all this stuff. But. Um, Andrew Huberman shows yeah. up and validates. Yeah. What you've been yeah.
1: telling yourself for 20 years. No, it's right? true. Yeah. It's
0: true. And then and that's, and, that, and that's kind of, I mean, that's pretty amazing that in this time. You know, in the in the world that we can mm-hmm. do that, that we're getting to do that. But it seems like your 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 instincts, you know, your gut instincts and your intuitions and all those things, um, those serve you right. And I think there's a karmic thing. I, I mean, obviously, the ocean is the most conductive element on mm-hmm. earth, and, and so you know, sound travels through it, sound waves, but also wave energy, what we ride. Yeah. So you know, and I know, like karmically. Whenever I'm in the ocean and I and I have some negative thoughts or some feelings or something, I usually just pay instantaneously. I right. like, I crash. The wave comes and hits me, and I'm Karma like, comes "Oh quick. yeah, that's right. I was supposed to. I gotta I gotta shed that stuff. I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta clear another my, my again, mind. like
1: a deeper level of humility. I mean, there's mm. this idea that you're conquering these waves. You're not conquering <laughs> these waves. You're <laughs> yeah. trying to. Yeah. You're trying to to
0: exist in symbiosis mm. with them, right? harmonious. That's I always talk about the harmony. Riding the wave is is the act of, uh, you know, is an act of harmony. You're trying to be harmonious with it. You don't conquer waves. You have right. the fortune to ride them for a moment and be part of them. And, you know, if everything goes right, um, but yeah, you don't, there's no conquering no, no, the, no. the ocean. That's no, no,
1: no. You know, my sense is that it gives you this deep appreciation for the natural world, it right? Does. Like I've I had Alex Honnold on here. I've had Killian Jornet and like the themes, you know it's it's just this this like the majesty of nature is is just so profound when you're you know in the midst of trying to do your thing yeah well you with that harsh
0: natural environment where the stakes are very high the observant you know being observant i think that's uh, even today like i was at not my house and the, there were some hawks that that fly by my house and and just and they come and and you know, and it's and the more aware you are, it seems, the more connected you become mm-hmm. to it. And all of a sudden it's almost like they come over and say hi to you and you're like, Hey, how's it going? They go, Arr! and they then they turn away. And yeah. I mean, and you could go, yeah, okay, the hawk, but did the hawk I mean, you're you connecting with the hawk. The uh-huh. hawk came and but you have to be observant to even see the hawk. Then you have to actually put the energy and the thoughts to to the hawk in a way that you that you're how you're observing it and what you're, what it means to you. And that happens with the dolphins that happens with the, you know, the whale that happens with all the, the, the creatures of creation and ultimately nature. I mean, nature is just, it is creation, right? So we talk about creation, the great creation, well, Uh nature's creation. So, so you get to observe it. And I think, I think being aware of it, being aware of the sunrise and the sunset and the movement and all that stuff, connecting to it allows you a deeper relationship with it. Uh-huh. You just can cause you can't have this deep relationship without it, without connect without having the, you know, the observation and being aware of all these things. As you become, the more aware you become, the deeper that relationships become. And then the more it shows itself to you. It's like people talk about going on these, you know, journeys and reconnecting with nature. And I'm like, if you're already connected, then that that's not gonna be so profound. It's just that mm. so many of us have grown so far away from hey, it's hot, I'll turn the cool you know a c mm-hmm. on hey it's cold, turn the chill on mm-hmm. hey, it's dark put the lights on hey it's you know it's bright, put the shades yeah. on it's like we're just we're insulating ourselves from from it and you know and 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 obviously the ocean is the is the king because right. it's alive and yeah. moving and 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 has I mean, all the things it can do, just freezing and liquid and steam and just the, I mean, we just, it's like the un, you know, the unexpressible element. It just has too many. And still so mysterious. Mysterious. You know. Mysterious. But on
1: the the hawk example, (laughs) I mean, I think the the hawk example to me is an illustration of the fact that no matter where you are, you're still in nature. Like we have this Mm -hmm. bifurcated like idea, like... Right now we're not in nature. Like if we we need to go down to point doom to be in nature, but we're in nature right now. Oh, absolutely. We're always in nature. And we always have that opportunity to be more connected to the environment and the energy and everything that's going on, if we can be still and observant. Amen. Yeah.
0: I think that that's one of the things that will help everyone, will help humanity. The most is if we can continue to, to re, because we have it right. We have a we have an ability to really be be connected to nature in a way that that we don't is so profound we don't even fully understand it. The depth of what we're we're capable of and what we and the depth of that relationship. Because you know I always you know we are it and it is us. I mean we're we're so you know if you think you're not connected to the sun. (laughs) <laughs> if you think you're not connected yeah. to, you know, everything, and you're not, and it's not you, and you're not it, then that's you know, right? And that's the big separation right now. And it seems that in the present, that that we've been we've become so insulated that that's what's leading to people being, you know, either depressed or having physical ailments or whatever it is. A lot of it is because they're not fulfilling. I believe they're not fulfilling, you know, this void. Which is what nature was fulfilling, right. like nature was f- f- filling this void in them through just even uh, even observation, even yeah. just looking and connecting that way is filling this. And then all of a sudden, you have this void, and then you're just putting stuff in it that the body, you know, and the soul and, and everything can't, yeah, can't connect. To not
1: that. not probably not a lot of not an epidemic of of anxiety and depression in you know no. indigenous tribes that are you know dealing with survival mm-hmm. and connected fundamentally to the world in which they live. You know what I mean? None.
0: Yeah. There would be know. none. Yeah. That, no allergies either. But no then on allergies top of either that, <laughs> on top of that,
1: to to engage in, you know, the the high risk kind of adventures mm. that you know light you up yeah. gives you uh you know, it puts you in 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 this contact with the fragility of life or what death means that I mm. think enlivens your daily experience, right? Like how do how do you think about risk and, and and death.
0: Well, I mean I, first of all I, I think uh as is the most honest way you can live is is to to know that dying's very easy and you can die any minute. Mm-hmm. And then you, how would you conduct yourself? You know what I mean? It, and it's and I think for me that's a daily challenge and a and a, and a, and a weekly challenge and a monthly challenge and a yearly challenge is this to always have that kind of awareness that that death is ever present. And then and the truth is is that the truth is that right now death has a name and it's walking around and people are it's it's affecting people severely because they because their relationship with death is is so insulated through just the the way life has become that it's we're not living honestly like right. we would if we were out in nature being threatened constantly by stuff then we'd be our awareness would be so heightened but i you know i i feel that you don't know what being truly alive is and unless without that relationship to Mm -hmm. that edge, you know, to knowing where that Mm -hmm. edge is. Like when you're a kid, like, Hey, where's this place where, you know, where do you fall off? It's just, it's just a big, it's, if you take the evolution of what's dangerous when you're a little kid and you grow into a mature adult, then you go, okay, well, that's the same relationship. It's just a, everything's become the scales have become bigger. Yeah. But it's still the, it's still honest. It's just so honest. It's, I know for me, it makes me a better person if I, if I'm, mm. if I go in those situations and in the environments and around the, the, the strength of it, the strength of, of vulnerability, right? Yeah. The, the strength of true vulnerability. And, you know, the, the, the highest end of vulnerability is death. Right, I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of vulnerability, like hey, get your hurt, feelings hurt, and you know, the tribe might accept you. Public speaking, I mean, people are fear that more than right. death because yeah. they're worried about acceptance. So, but vulnerability, right? Vulner being vulnerable and 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 how that makes you, and that makes you just feel mm-hmm. so alive, and and that's honest. That's that's yeah. it.
1: What's what's interesting about that is that it runs so counter to every message that we see out in the world which is all about comfort and luxury and you know fancy bullshit or whatever and we're you know sort of fed this narrative that if we want to be happy it's all about you know getting the stuff or isolating ourselves removing ourselves from anything threatening and in truth you're a living example of this that sense of Purpose or that engagement with the world that gives you that feeling of being alive only comes through challenging yourself or immersing yourself in the elements and pushing the boundaries of what you're capable of, and it's it's something that it's not like a one and done. You got to do it your whole life. It's a practice, like anything else.
0: It's a daily practice, and 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 the truth is that's the irony, right? The irony of the story is that that all the things that you think what are, what you need are the things that are going to, are going to bring you the furthest away from your, your goal, which would be to feel alive and yeah. to be healthy at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. what's it's connected to health, right? It's like, you know, it, it, the irony is, is that the, that exposing yourself to great threat makes you the healthiest you can be, which is, mm-hmm. that, that's like, that's, right. that's the most confusing thing ever, right? Yeah. Like, okay, go do dangerous stuff. And then that'll make you that'll make you the healthiest you could be. You're kind of like, okay, right. well that seems it seems like you should be really safe and do things. And then uh-huh. that'll make you vulnerable to be really sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's right. like it's that simple. Like it's really that. I think there's there's a sim. You know, I, I always talk about if everybody just scared themselves once a day, that and genuinely scared themselves once a day, it would be good for you. Like it would uh-huh. just it would just reset. Like everything gets reset, and you're like. Okay. All right. Like, like, and I, I use an example of, you know, sometimes you're driving down the road and you're kind of just, you're feeling a little flat and all of a sudden something, you know, an animal runs out or a car almost get something happens and you get that adrenaline right. boost. And then all of a sudden you're just like, your vision gets real sharp. All of a sudden you're just like, everything just gets clear and you're like, you're aware and you're, and your senses are in high alert. And then and you're like, and it took that, it was just boom, that quick. Mm-hmm. And that, that living in the state of that kind of awareness is such a better it's just it's just it's a better way to you know yeah. it's like it's a better way to yeah. live. But it's also about having a healthy
1: relationship with that too. Yes. Because yeah. you can you can yeah. you know you can have an addictive have relationship to friends. that that will destroy yeah. your relationships and, yeah. and, and you know you just become you have tunnel vision over right. what's the next thing that's gonna jack me up. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah, sure yeah. you have I've yeah. got friends like that. Yeah. A lot of them are And aren't there's here, a lot actually. of destruction <laughs> in the wake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: A lot, a lot of them are gone. Yeah. A lot of guys I know. That I mean, were, has that
1: ever been like something you've you've had to like you know deal with? Or you seem pretty grounded and and level about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, I,
0: I I mean, listen, I think I was I've been fortunate to be around uh, enough of those guys and, uh-huh. and watched. You know, I've seen a lot of good guys, you know, die mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the yeah. because of the of of the either the complacency from doing it doing stuff and not retaining that respect maybe they got a little comfortable you know it's like they they dropped their guard and most of the guys that i know that went down doing dangerous stuff it was it was more about that you know it was just maybe too many too many times at it or too much of it and not Mm -hmm. enough balance like not enough you know it's like i for me i feel like it's important to to get you know I guess I guess for me the when I look at it and because I'm like you said not huge like obvious goal setter but I have one goal in mind, which is to live to survive uh-huh. that's the at the top yeah. that's the thing and I want <laughs> and, like and I'd like to be old and I like to be and I'd like to and I'd like to 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 be old and 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 gray like I mm-hmm. would like to I, I see that as like the objective is to be standing at the end. Right. And so if that's the goal, then that means that you have to go about things, not like, you know, burn out hot and go out on fire. Right. Like, because I think that that, and that, and that's, I mean, at a certain point along your course, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision about what, you know, cause you can, you can get caught into that, right. You can yeah. get caught into that. And, th- and there's something pretty selfish about that actually. And so, and, and because at the end, I mean, when you die, you don't care, but what about all the people right. that care about you? And yeah. so in a way you got your, you got your people that you love, your family, your friends, these other people that, so some of it becomes that. Some of it becomes like, Hey, you know what? I, I do I want to do that to my kids? Yeah. Do I want to do that to my wife? I mean, we don't know the the time or the place, of course, no one does. And it could be in 10 minutes, it could be in 10 days, could be in 10 years, could be, you know, we don't know that, right? So, but the honest way to go about it is, is okay, we're, we're you know, we always go, any risk taking that we we take, we, it's all about, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a methodical process that we go through in, in, in that so that, you know, the more dangerous it is, the slower you go, the more, mm-hmm. the more, the more preparation you have, mm-hmm. the more, you know, there's a certain like formulaic process that you do to do things. And that muting
1: are, out all the, all the external noise, yeah. right. So that you can, you can hear your intuition and you know when it's the right moment.
0: Well, and be, and be good with saying no.
1: Yeah. Be
0: good with like, ah, you know what? I, just, right. I don't feel it. Like today's off yeah. or you're or, or, like when
1: Alex Honnold's on the wall, he was gonna he was yeah. gonna make the ascent. That and was like, the best thing ever. Not, yeah, I, he's I, like, I, I'm
0: not doing it today. I respected that that yeah. particular scene in the All the, the film. cameramen I'm are like, up there, they're I'm ready like, to go. That's like, the exact that's mm, perfect. I go yeah. that I, I, I respect that. Not, you know what, go anyway and then Timber, right. because you you sensed it, but but the pressure of all the whole thing, I, I I can I can appreciate that because it's knowing how to make the that that's a big judgment call. That's mm, a, huge, that's, yeah. Because
1: those guys were already all the cameramen had scaled up. They were exactly. ready. There was a lot of stuff that pressure. was already in motion. Pressure. So being able pressure. to like completely tune that out and not have that be part of the calculus about whether you're going to do that hard thing or not. It takes a lot, that takes like a, you know, a a solid, you know, barometer. Important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I think that that, but that's a reflection of the real barometer that allows you to do the other thing too. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it takes a certain, you know, for him to do that, actually be able to do that climb, you really have to have a certain, because people, you know, I think when people watch things that are, that are, You know, in, in, from their perspective, you know, beyond understanding, they, they, they like to put a, they like to disclaim it as, okay, that, that's just a reckless person. That person just is, they're just, you know, they're just reckless. They don't want to say, hey, no, that's some calculated, well, you know, well orchestrated prepared. It's, a,
1: it's the end point on a multi-decade journey that this person's been on, Yeah, you know, and it's easy yeah. to look at you and say, well, Laird, you know, of course Laird can do that because Laird's Laird, you yeah. know, and certainly you have, you know, some genetic gifts and you have a certain level of talent, but to dismiss what you're doing is just, oh, well, that's because he's Laird is to deny like all the work that you've done, like this, this dedication that you've shown over the course of your entire life to get you to the point where you can drop in on a wave that nobody's ever surfed
0: before. Yeah. Well, that's, and and I think that's the I think that that's always the part where you know when they when they talk about people being adrenaline junkies and they go, oh, that guy's just an adrenaline junkie. I think that's a way to let them off the hook so they don't have to actually, mm. you know, pers- to to do the work and pursue the right. thing that they might be interested right. actually in. But they'd right. be like, oh yeah, no, that's just that's just the way you know that's the way that, mm-hmm. just a disclaimer to let let people. It's an easy,
1: yeah. Off. It's an easy way for people to not have to look in the mirror and, <laughs> and, and evaluate you know yeah. where they might have yeah. more potential because that's scary scary. And a lot of people don't wanna do that, they right? They don't, you know? No. But at the same time, there is that kind of, you know, addiction junkie mm. mentality. Yeah. There is a there's a, a strain of that in all extreme sports in life, but, you know, in, it's certainly part of the, the kind of historical record of surfing. I mean, you know, you grew up in a culture of like, play hard, play hard, right? But yeah. you've emerged from that as somebody who I look at as, you know, part of, I, I would suspect now the young surfers look to people like yourselves. It's not about the partying lifestyle. Mm. It's really about how can I optimize my performance in body, mind, and yeah. spirit, right? Like you yeah. sort of set the tone yeah. for this next generation of surfers and you see it, like the Smith brothers are all about that.
0: Like there's like, it's a it's a healthier ecosystem right now. Well, you know, I listen, I, I was... I was around a lot of radical stuff growing up and, 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 you know, I can remember, you know, seeing guys that you looked up to that were like your heroes and then you'd see them on a, you know, on a park bench with a paper Mm -hmm. bag and, you know, falling over and, uh, and just how, how uh, painful that was as a young guy you see. And and you're and, like, you were the guy who you were, that I looked yeah, up to, yeah, right? And yeah. now you're you, my yeah, hero. Yeah. And there you are in the gutter. And, 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 and I saw it more than once. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I felt like that if I was ever in that position, that I would look at it like a responsibility. If I'm fortunate enough that somebody will look up to me and for some reason at all, I don't want to ever give them an excuse to justify and, and include my children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I I I I was I used to um I, well I used to, but I I loved you know, I love red wine. I'd go to France, I had French company, I'd go to Bordeaux, they'd send me cases of the be- you know most beautiful Pinot Noirs in the world, and I'd be like, you know, this gorgeous stuff. And I was like, but I liked it. Uh-huh. Maybe a little too much. So I was like, you know what? I don't want anything to have quite that kind of power over me mm-hmm. that that I could, cause my mother was a, a, was a drinker and, 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 you know, we had long family, you know, a relationship with drinking. I'm like, you know what? I think that's going to be a problem. So if my daughters decide that they want to drink, it won't be because it was just part of what we did at our house. And yeah. it was just like, accept it. I'm going to be, it's going to be because they discover it on their own they do it on their own, but it's not going to be because of me. So, um, a, a little bit of, you know, I think a combination of all those things, I like seen, seeing guys that, you know, ruin their lives and I seen deaths like Bunker Spreckles, you you know overdosing and guys uh you know and, and then and then heroes being in you know just zero to hero to zero and then you're looking at that guy and you're like wow what a bummer that is and what disappointment that is and and uh you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, leading by example, like, like Uh in a way, it's the same thing as parenting too. You can say whatever you want. They're just watching what you're doing. So it's like at the end of the day, and I think that's true with, with, you know, if you're in a position of influence, I mean, and and I see it in a lot of major sports, I see, you know, a lot of, you know, influential athletes promoting, you know, stuff that's, you know, poison to, to, Mm -hmm. to people and, and, you know, for money, but obviously they probably have enough money. They really don't need to do it at the end of the day. It'd be kind of good to have some discretion, kind of go, you know what? Probably not that stuff because that stuff's not so great. And then every little kid that looks up to you thinks that they can drink that and it's going to make them like you or whatever that. So I think there's a lot of things that, you know, and then, and then, and then, don't forget just wanting to op, have optimum performance, mm-hmm. like wanting to right. have, wanting to be able to continue to perform at a certain level and, you know, be the gray hair at yeah. the end, be on yeah, the top yeah. of the mountain. And and you're not gonna do that, you know, being stupid, so. Well, you've you've always had this growth mindset, right? Like you're
1: always devoted to like trying to iterate and innovate and all these things. And that's, I think, harder than it seems or it looks. Like most people, Kind of figure out what their lane is, and then you know they become successful in that lane, and then you get calcified around that. It becomes harder to be creative and yeah. to question your set of beliefs or your approach. You know, as an athlete, like this is how I this is how I optimize my performance, and then you don't want to hear about any new ideas or anything else. But you seem like somebody who's always been really open to 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 learning and experimenting.
0: You know, I, I attribute part of that to. Uh way I grew up. So, because I was, uh, you know, I grew up in an environment where there was a racial thing against uh-huh. guys that looked like me. And so, I was already, I kind of had, I had that, I think that was helpful because I had, you know, I always used to say, you know, if people don't like you for how you're born, then why would it bother you if they don't like how you behave? And so, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I, I think that being the willingness to be a beginner again and and, and not and, and be okay with people laughing at you and like you being like, you know, Hey, I'm going to try this thing and it's stupid. And people are like, that's so dumb. Why do you, you know, I, I mean, multiple times through some innovations that we were involved in, I've, we had people just naysayers going, that's right. lame. You're, you know, that's not surfing or what you're doing is not this. Mm-hmm. Or so I I was used to that. And then it becomes almost a formula. And, and, you know, I talked to my friend Paul the other day about, you know, how we like the early part of the curve, you know, that early part of the curve is nice and steep when you go from you know a beginner to like starting to become proficient at anything uh-huh. it's it's a really fulfilling thing and then once you're at this other thing you're at a real you know you're at a plateau and you're just scraping for you know for for little tiny you know millimeters and you know i i I talk about surfing and you you look at the amount of hours that we have and you go okay well another hour on the 30 or 40, you know, or 50,000 hours that you have, you think that's going to make you better or is being more flexible going to make you better or is being stronger going to make you better or, you know, is uh, these other things are going to have more of an influence, but you got to be willing to be a beginner. I think the biggest thing is about being a beginner um, and willing to subject yourself to failure and being okay with that. I think I've been hurt. Uh I've had enough injuries that helped me with that process where you wonder if you're ever going to be able to do the thing you did, and then not being, and then having a, you know, I think, I mean, to, to not be a narcissist and to not be a, have an ego and all that, that's impossible. There's uh-huh. no way you're not gonna have some narcissism or or, or some ego aspect to you. Yeah. You, Th- I mean, you have
1: to have a, a bit of an audacious sense of self to even attempt these things. And there's a healthy aspect to that. It's about keeping it in check, right? And <laughs> making sure that it's not the, it's not ruling
0: the roost. Exactly. I, I, exactly. So, so... But then, I mean, that's an important piece to it, but, you know, willing to, willing to fail, being good, okay with failing is important. And I think, uh, and then, and then what happens is, is you do it a couple of times and then you're like, oh yeah, I know I'm, I'm at this part in the, in that uh-huh. journey. And then you do it again, and then it becomes almost a formula, right? There, there becomes, there becomes a formulaic aspect to learning, Right. Mm-hmm. Or creativity when you have an idea and you're on a napkin, then you make a prototype, then you break it and you crash and you can't do it. Then you can kind of start to do it. And then eventually you get to a point where it's something that you can do well and it's you have things for it. And then it's and then and then it's not as interesting at that point. It becomes a little less interesting. And I think one thing I, I've been conscious of, and I it's and lately it's 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 happened a little bit, you know, happened a few times where you don't become victim to your uh, past past successes mm-hmm. by saying, I gotta go back out and show everybody. Yeah. like Yeah, that like, was what I was gonna ask him. Like when you, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm the big yeah, wave guy yeah, and yeah, then somebody yeah. else goes, yeah, yeah.
1: finds another wave yeah, and yeah. surfs a bigger one. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you gotta get out there and show them who's boss? you know you're over here tinkering in your garage yeah. with new shit but yeah. there's got to be some aspect of you there, who's there like, there
0: there is but again yeah. i think but but that's where i said having a good perspective about your ego's voice like what what is that in you that's doing it yeah. like why why is there something saying you need to go show these show people what you can do you 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 did that and you've showed that and and in a way I can do that and, and and I do aspects of it, whether it's on purpose or not, but it doesn't bring me the kind of uh, joy or the kind of satisfaction or fulfillment that doing something that I haven't done does. Mm-hmm. And I start to realize, you know, that I really am inspired by doing things I haven't done. Like mm-hmm. that's the more, whether it's a, a distance I haven't done or a height I haven't done or speed I haven't done or yeah. a, a something, but something that I haven't done is a lot more fulfilling. That just brings you a lot more satisfaction. Well, it's
1: it's freeing too because you it's you're freeing. not you, you're liberated yeah. from measuring yourself against mm. past successes, right? I mean, as somebody who <laughs> I mean, you're already somebody who doesn't really care about what other people think anyway, which is healthy. But, That's
0: helpful. <laughs> but the,
1: yeah, that is helpful. But at the same time, like I know when I go to the pool, like I don't want to look at the pace clock because I'm used to clocking certain kind of intervals, and I you know I'm not able to do that now, so.
0: The, yeah. it's, it changes that's a your setup. relationship and I'm that's, doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. a setup. And it's yeah. like,
1: I, I have to constantly remind myself, I'm, I'm doing this because it brings me joy. You know? Absolutely. What else can I do? Or can I do something different? Um, I'm not innovating in the sport like you are in surfing, but you have to recalibrate your relationship to these things and not hold yourself to some standard that's gonna cause you suffering, right? Well, to, and it, I think by opting uh, out yeah. and just being like, well, I'm gonna go do all, and then you're constantly- yeah. A newcomer, you're new, and you're always you're always progressing and learning. So you're getting fulfilled through that process,
0: and then that's usually big yeah. improvements. Those are big right. successes, not from doing something that you can't do to do to being able to do mm-hmm. it. That's a huge success. You couldn't, you did not. You did something at this level, and you maybe you're doing it at that level, maybe not quite at that level. I go that that's just a setup for failure. And I I, I uh, there's a great quote that I love that it says never let your memories be bigger than your dreams. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I really. I think that that's important because I have friends that you know have played professional sports and uh, and then they're retired and everything's about what they did right and it's th- not what know, they're doing or what they're going to
1: <laughs> they're ever going to do in their life that's going to recapture that like no. sense of glory of being in the coliseum now right and, yeah and so that's, how do you and,
0: move forward right so that so yeah. so and that's that that transition's pretty tricky I think and I've they're twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. By the way. Yeah. And there's probably, that yeah. means you're probably, you know, if I, there could be 40 or 50 more years. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, and so I think that that's, uh, you know, the irony is, is that maybe, maybe I didn't, maybe early on, I didn't get I wasn't in the Coliseum and I didn't get the glory, but then I also don't get the downfall of having gotten mm. the glory. And I can just kind of, it's kind of like, it's a flat, you know, it just kind of yeah. keeps going along, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, you know, it's not on purpose. It just ended up that that's how it, how it's worked out. And, and also knowing that you can go, and, and, and without approval, you can be fulfilled. So I can go out and I can do something like I'm in a stage right now where I can get a couple friends and we can go somewhere and we can do something and no one sees it. No one, there's not a video, there's not a film, there's nothing, no one even knows. And it, works and it's great. And you come back and you feel like you feel when you did something that everybody saw and everybody said was great, or people saw and said sucked, but you didn't, so you almost, it's nice to be at that at that stage right. it's just it's just it's just for you, you just know, for It just it makes it a little bit more special that's that pretty way. nice yeah. cuz then you're cuz then ultimately you're in you know you they that you're not relying on the approval uh, of other people which at the end they they really truly really they don't care uh-huh. at the end they really yeah. don't care yeah. about you like like you care about you mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know yeah the the funny thing about innovation is is that it does require a certain level of like foresight because we always think we're at the end point of everything. Like it's everything has progressed to its ultimate pinnacle already, right? When surfing was at a certain Mm. competitive apex with the short boards and all the, you know, like the competitions is like, well, there's nothing left to be said or done here, right? And to be able to think outside the box and say, well, what if we try this? What if we try that requires a certain you know, I, there's something very unique about being able to see what what nobody else can see.
0: Well, that's what I, and that's what I said to you uh, in the, initially was having the understanding of what things mean. Like if I make this glass, right? If I, I have this thing and I, I think about, it, I'm going to make this thing and it's going to shape like that and you're going to be able to put stuff in there, you know, and you're going to be able to hold it and then you're going to be able to drink out of it. Like, but you got to see that right you have uh-huh. to be able to see what what the function will be at the end because that's the only way that you get the motivation to actually continue the process because it's a pretty mm-hmm. r&d and and that kind of development that's some can be pretty discouraging like there's some discouraging aspects to to ideas that um and one of them is other people like the 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 truth is there's a a woman who who had some in, did some incredible innovation i don't even know her name or, or or what she did, but I do I appreciated what she said, which is they asked her, you know, when you have a great idea, you know, you know what should you do? And she goes, just don't tell anybody for at least a year, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they will discourage you. They'll yeah. be like, you know what, that cup thing that you have, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. and and it'll sink in. You'll be like, and then when you break the first one and the second one and the she third one, and she was right, too hard, <laughs> too mm. hard, and then you and then you stop. And then, you, and then that's where, so I think there's, it has to be, and that's why I talk about dog with the bone, you know, that relentless right. thing that you're not, you're not really, a, it's not really a goal, but somehow you're just constantly, you just always go back to it. You're like, oh, the thing I like it. And then you go back to it. And I have ideas that, that I've been thinking about that have gone away from, and then eventually I come back over here and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I go away and I do some other idea and that, and then I go back to the one and then you just keep, and eventually mm. that one just pops its head. And, you know, it, I mean, I think everything's about timing. I mean, we know that it's like, you could do, you know, a good idea, you know, 10 years ago mm. is not a good idea today. Or, you know, or t- there's ideas today that are, that won't be good for 10 more years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. it's just all right, you know, right, right. So...
1: Yeah, yes. I think the foiling thing is a is a good example of that. It is. Because the technology is at a point where they can, you know, make this available to consumers with the electric foil. I mean, that stuff's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's well, suddenly out of the it. blue, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. when you look back- It seems out of the blue, but yeah. it's not. It's You've like- been, You're like, yeah. not yeah. for me. I've been yeah. doing this, yeah. <laughs> this is, but We've been foiling <laughs> for 15 years. It got out. But, but you know what- uh, we talk about that in success too. When the guys go, "Hey, they overnight success," and I'm, and the guys like, hey, "I've been doing this for you know, right. I've been doing it for ten or fifteen years." It's like an over, it's it's interesting how that yeah you know
1: when you look back though you know and think about the early days of you getting up on stand up paddle boards when no one was doing it, and now you look around and everybody's doing it. I mean, there has to be like a Certain level of satisfaction, like I mean, it, it, you've created like this cultural groundswell, like this populous sport that so many people are doing because you thought, hey, I should get a longer paddle so I can stand up on this thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and I, I you know, and and Gabby and I talk about it, and I, I think I, you know, for me, in a way, those are my those are my reward. You know, those are the rewards. Those are the. Those are the trophies. That's like my trophy. Like, people mm-hmm. are like, I don't have a trophy case. I don't have a bunch of things. I like, look at all my trophies, all my championships, all my stuff. I don't have any of that stuff. So, in a way, those are, you know, those, uh, that's fulfilling when you right. see the it's an incredible it legacy. Has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see that yeah. you get to see. I mean, when you see a guy in Dubai with a turban paddling like that, yeah. and you're like, "That was <laughs> that went a long way." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> that went, wild. That went around the whole planet.
1: <laughs> I was watching you foil on uh, Nazaré, and it's just wild to watch that. And what was interesting is that. um it allows you to surf the wave in a completely different way. Like you're not relying upon it cresting, like no. you're able to ride it much earlier and it gives you this longer ride. So it's a completely different relationship with the wave that mm. that technology, you know, makes available.
0: Yeah, it, it totally re, what's interesting we, we talk about with, because of that, that we, we have to re, like the definition of, of, of an unmakeable, a wave, you know, an unmakeable wave is changed. You know yeah. what was unmakeable before now all of a sudden becomes makeable, or mm-hmm. what was unridable before now becomes ridable. So the parameters all change, which is interesting. How you you know you you just have a different device, and now the way we look at waves and what's ridable like that's our biggest thing. Like like looking, there's new waves that are that wouldn't that would never be considered for surf for conventional surfing. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden, so for oiling, world opens they, they, it opens up the whole yeah. new set of circumstances, which is which is. You know, which in an ever-populated Earth is pretty great when there's new frontiers. And uh-huh. it, and it can, I guess that continues to happen in, with a lot of innovations. But where there's just like a whole new frontier where like in a world where everything's saturated, like, all, you know, most of the great surf spots on the, uh, on Earth, people know and they're at right. and they're surfing and those numbers are increasing. And there's only so many ways. Now they're, you know, now they're making wave pools and stuff because yeah. to try to make up for that. But, but to have, be able to have a whole new, you know. A whole new search. It's cool. You, yeah, but but I wonder.
1: You know, it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago that I'd even heard of Nazare. Did yeah. that just? I mean, so it seems like in that kind of timeline of iteration, there was Makaha, then there was Waimea, then there was Mavericks. All of a sudden, then it was about Third Reef Waimea, then there was Jaws, and then uh, Tiapu, and then Nazare. Right. So it makes me think there probably is another wave out there that no one's found that's there waiting is. to be There's discovered. always another
0: wave. I mean Nazareth in itself is is a is a it, it you know it, it's a it's a there's a, there's, a, there's a couple things happening in Nazare which is is a very uh photographable wave right, because you the get the, the
1: foreground of the lighthouse or whatever and that the angle that of the cliff
0: which shows you the bottom right. curvature of the face and the wave also does a does a thing where it stands up for a second it's not I mean and, and and nothing against Nazareth, but it's not an like an optimum performance surfing wave like like Jaws is. Like mm-hmm. Jaws, still at this moment is the is the is the is the best big wave mm. performance wave in on in the world. There's just there's no. I mean, I don't care what what big wave you go to. You take all the big wave riders, they'll all agree when you go to Jaws. You know, I mean the the the, the one thing uh, about Nazaré is that it has a there's a consistency to it, and when it it doubles up, it has a it has a it has a uh, you know kind of a, a geographical phenomenon where uh-huh. the where the wave doubles up and two waves come together. That's why they get that the extreme height of it. So there's a lot. So there's a lot of yeah. a lot of that around around Nazare that, and it's in front of a cliff, so it's extremely dangerous. Mm. But as far as surfing goes, like as a surfer, you, you look at that wave and you're like, that's not a, an ideal wave for surfing. Uh-huh. Like as a as a as a where jaws, you would say that. But the the truth is, is that Nazareth wouldn't wouldn't even be Nazareth without toe-in. That tow in
1: because you wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to you
0: wouldn't go yeah, there yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't you would that. that that's why it right. wasn't a surf spot because toe-in opened it up and made it become a spot. So uh-huh. now it's a spot because of towing. Without towing, I mean you can surf Nazare on some small on the small days, like conventional, you know, prone paddling, mm-hmm. but but it's not Otherwise, a no. it, it's not a it's a it's a it's a it's a you yeah. Know.
1: And the foiling was at the break next to Nazare, right? Is yeah Nazare well we well, Nazare? Both,
0: both. Nazare yeah. and and there's another wave uh up the coast from Nazareth that, that for foiling was perfect. So uh-huh. and actually it was probably great on this last giant swell that they had but they weren't letting us into the country over there. Right. So <laughs> yeah. When were you there
1: like in the spring?
0: Yeah. 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 Well we I was there in what February? February March. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well-being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. Let's talk about the fitness journey and the pool workout. Legendary... It's been going on for a long time. Lots yep. of dudes, you know, yep. are part of that community. I've got tons of friends who are either part of it or have dropped in at some time yep. or another. There's a there's a it's almost mythic at this point. Yeah. It begins with Don Wildman, really. Yeah. So let's talk about Don a little bit.
0: Don, the king. I yeah. miss Don. So Don, uh, one of my heroes, uh is, will be, and always will be, was, is, and he's passed away. But Mr. Wildman, uh, you know started Bally's health clubs Right. started he was the founder of the largest health club chain in the US was in the Korean War um when he was 17 and and did the ironman what didn't first one when he was 50 uh-huh. i think yeah. did did 10 or 10 or 11 ironmans and you know did used to do all the all of the uh, senior games in Utah all the bike racing stuff and and him and i i met him uh, at a helicopter snowboarding uh, resort in Canada, mm-hmm. randomly, some guy just says, "Hey, that's Mr. Wildman. You need to meet him. Go over there." And so I, hey, went over there, and hey, uh, nice to meet you. And he was sitting there, and then, and then, cut to like two years, three years later, I was down in Malibu at a at a restaurant that we eat breakfast. Walked in there, Gabby and I had just moved uh, moved there, and he happened to live right up the street. And then him uh-huh. and I just started. Spending time together and you know doing a bunch of crazy things. He just was an endurance monster, right? And he, and he, you he know, could just destroy anybody on a bike. Yeah, he yeah. just was a monster when it when it came to just you know suffering. He was a king of suffering. He loved suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the
1: original crew, right? Yeah. Like he had this spot down at the beach, and yeah. then you guys would meet up there, and, and his do gym. and yeah, right. mm-hmm. and his
0: crazy gym. He had a crazy circuit. Work out that'd take you two and a half hours, and then we'd ride the bike right. after to go eat breakfast and and uh and then I kind of brought all the the water stuff to him, so it was like he he swam because he you know triathlons and stuff, but he never uh so I got him into foiling and stand up paddling and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff and and we so we started you know venturing into the water right and 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 uh I did the race across America with him. Uh, at least yeah, part I of it. That. I remember yeah, that. We did yeah, part so of that. You,
1: something happened. Like, yeah, our, halfway our, in, and well, you our ended guy up... got
0: hit. Our, our, right, one of our right, teammates right, right. got got yeah. run over by the opposing team's escort vehicle, <laughs> broke my friend's leg, so that put us out of the race. And because we, we were trying to, we were uh, trying to. Don was trying to break the record. He just wanted uh-huh. to go break the record with a bunch of people that no one heard of. It was like a four man, so, four man yeah, team, four man relay. It was, and then you ended up like. Paddleboarding down the Mississippi or something like well, that. I did the Colorado. Uh, okay. I did the Colorado. I've been down to Colorado on the Colorado yeah. and stand up paddle and a bunch of, you know, all that. Right. All that suffering. I think we our, our best one mm-hmm. was we did uh I call it the Hawaii 500, but we we biked every island in Hawaii and paddled every channel consecutively. So we biked across a big island, like 125, 130 miles uh-huh. from South Point to the to the tip, and then we paddled yeah. to Maui. Then we biked across Maui. Then we paddled to Molokai. Then we biked across Molokai. Mm-hmm. We paddled to Oahu. Biked across Oahu, mm-hmm. and then paddled to Kauai. The last paddle was uh, twenty two hours. Wow. So I paddled twenty two hours on to Kauai. And then we That's rode. The, intense. Then we, back, yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that I, was I did suffering, I did painted suffering. I did
1: five Ironmans on the five Hawaiian islands in yeah. a row. I yeah, thought that was badass. But I wasn't paddling in between the <laughs> islands.
0: <laughs> I took an airplane. Yeah, no, you we know, but. So that was we've had some. Well, I had some fun with Don. Don and I, and
1: he was crushing it, right? He passed at
0: eighty five, right? Yeah. So he was crushing it all to the way to the day. To the, to to the, the end, like well, the, right. the last month, he just he t- he tapered off, and that was it. He had some he had some lung stuff with. I I kind of feel like maybe it was attributed to all those hours on PCH, Mm -hmm. you know, riding that bike and breathing heavy with all those cars. I think probably was in my mind. I was Mm. just like something, but he, but you know, he went out like he wanted to, like he he was good, solid to the end. I think we had done a helicopter snowboarding trip to Chile the summer before. So Mm. that was pretty, that was pretty great. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And, and, and I remember one of the guides, we were down there and one of the guides said, How, because he was he'd snowboard and he'd go fakie, which is when you Uh flip around and ride the reverse stance. Which you know the kids go fakie, right? Like like not the eighty, you know, the eighty five year old, not the eighty five. I mean, yeah, it's like jackass, like
1: like Johnny Knoxville dressed up as an old guy doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but
0: but it's but it's Don. But it's actually the guy. Yeah. 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 So
1: so what do you what did you take from that? I mean, other than. Like he just never stopped. Yeah. Right. Just well, a well, rolling in it.
0: stone gathers no moss, you know, and mm-hmm. a running car keeps running. So I think, you know, I looked at uh Don as someone uh that that was a lover of life. Like he was really like whenever you know, I remember, you know, we we'd have dinner and he'd be like, This is the best dinner I've ever had. And then a week later, he'd be over at the house and this is the best dinner uh-huh. I'd ever had. And he would be, you know, his grandkids would send him some radical hardcore music and he'd be playing it in his Porsche and stuff. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, he was super... But that's that beginner's mind, beginner's right? Mind. Yeah. Crazy beginner's mind and, and, and willing to... I mean when you're 80 something, you're still going to, you're going to be pretty yeah. crusty in certain ways you're, you know, you're going to, you're, but, but he was willing to subject himself to, he'd always do new stuff. I I could get him. If I said, you know, I go, Hey, you want to go dive with the sharks? Oh yeah, sure. Great. Hey, you want to go skydive? Oh yeah. Hey, you want to go sail on the America's Oh yeah. I mean, it's like I'd invite him on the most random mm. stuff. He always said yes, unless mm. he had some other plans already and, and, and was willing to subject himself to that, to that, uh, you know, that, that, Learning yeah. curve. And his name was actually Wildman, you know? Which is the best part. Yeah. People go, well, how come you call him the Wildman? I go, well, that's his name. <laughs> like Donahue Wildman. It's just perfect. Perfect. It, you can't make it up. That's uh-huh. what I'm saying. You can't make that stuff up. So for me, I think to know him, it was mm. interesting because I've had friends that have passed away that I had remorse for. And Don was one of the first guys that i had ever, I didn't feel bad about him. You know, I mean, of course, I miss him, and we think about him all the time and talk about him. But I didn't miss him like I had other friends because I, I didn't. There was nothing I felt like that. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. That he was. That was all good. And he and he and he crescendoed like he wanted to. He wanted to go out. You know, being the guy that you remember and not withering away. And and I think so. I think all of that. I think that it really. It was. It was like remorse. There was like. There was no remorse. There was no, there was no, which was pretty great. I'm like, if I can live a life like that, where people around you Uh feel like there's nothing, you know, there's nothing remorse. Okay. Hey, you miss a couple people you miss. And of course, and some of the stuff that you leave behind people that are hurt, but... And that's, that's going to, there's no way out, you know, without yeah. that happening.
1: But that guy lives
0: on and in, in, in what you do now with, lives on. At the, with the pool workout, that's, right? Lives on. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think for me, you know, I always, I get bored easy and I think connected to the innovation and I don't, I try to get out of these ruts. I like to try to keep learning and getting taxed, you know, like getting taxation from the learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I told somebody when you ever, you know, when you learn something, how sore are you? And then, you know, after you've done it for six months, how less sore are you? And when you've done it for a year, you're not even sore anymore. It's like the first time mm-hmm. you run a mile, you're like, you feel like you're broken. And then then you got to run two and then pretty soon you got to earn 10. And then pretty soon you got to run 50. It's like, uh-huh. there's no, you just have to keep building. Where So I think there's something about that, about doing new things. And the pool really came out of my disdain for like, traditional swimming, like, it, you know, I'd be like the orca with the floppy fin. You yeah. put me in the pool to make me swim. I'd, I'd feel like I need, you know, I love in the ocean and masking and fins and, you know, seeing and, and being moved. And so, you know, a lot of my pool, the pool stuff really was a marriage between the gym and swimming. Uh-huh. Like, how could I marriage you know, yeah. weightlifting and swimming and, and uh which resulted in kind of a, a pretty, you know, and then we throw in heat and ice and some other, right? you know, other kind of exposure stuff yeah. and breath work and just always trying to change it up. Just looking for, you know, looking, looking to make it new and, and interesting and, 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 uh, and try to stay out of those ruts, you know, because yeah. it's just those, they're easy to get in. And before you know it, you're, you know, you, the, right. the bottom's sitting and on the ground. And you could play
1: around w- within the rut mm. and think that you're innovating, but you're still very much in the rut. Like We're that's still- something that I I definitely plead guilty to, <laughs> you know, and then I'll convince myself that I'm working on my weaknesses, but I'm really not. You yeah. Because I really s- don't wanna, I don't wanna work on the weaknesses because that sucks, Yeah, right? Yeah, Because you're gonna not yeah. feel
0: good. No, it's true. You it, know?
1: It's true. But um, But still, it all harkens back to Hawaii because the original, you know, pool workout is carrying stones, stones along the running. bottom, you know, running along the bottom of the, the ocean, Absolutely. which is something I've done. It's not fucking easy. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, and 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 yeah. and and ultimately when you think about that dynamic of stone carrying and running, mm-hmm. not a lot to do with swimming. No, not at all. It has a lot to do with breath holding and legs. And legs burn the most oxygen. So whenever you incorporate dynamic leg. And you know, you know, from the monofin or mm-hmm. anytime you're using, getting the quads going, man, that oh, that's the breathing, all, yeah, the breathing goes way up. up. I mean, you look fast. at long distance swimming; it's like don't move the legs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, drag them, drag them, drag yeah, them because no, they're going to burn oxygen. No forward,
1: yeah. propulsion is yeah. worth the amount of energy expenditure. Exactly. Of using your
0: legs, exactly, yeah. unless you have some giant fins on, right? And that's a different discipline. But, but so that's so that a lot of it came out of that, and then and then just first of all being in the water back to the water. So we're mm-hmm. back in the water. We're in the water, breath holding, fear of drowning. That stuff is really powerful. That's right there with falling and being burned and being eaten by giant animals. So yeah. whenever you deal with that kind of psychology about holding your breath underwater and you can't breathe underwater, no matter who you are yet. Um, so that's a big psychology, right? That, that, what the, what that, environment represents. And then you can be, you know, you're in a pool at my house, so it's pretty controlled. So you mm-hmm. can, then we can kind of ratchet the, the, you know, there's some fear things that we can deal with, um, in that environment that, that, you know, and then compression, you know, we learn about compression compression, and blood flow through the lymphatic system Yeah. that, you know, like in an hour, your your body circulates the blood through it that normally takes like 24 hours. So you have some pretty- Yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. different thing. And then you can be real aggressive. You know, I take some basketball guys and we do a bunch of jumping work and all of a sudden their, their verticals increase. Mm-hmm. And you can take a guy that probably shouldn't jump a lot because they're so giant, yeah. but they can jump hundreds of times without all that impact. Yeah,
1: you you remove that thing that's yeah. causing all the injuries, exactly. right? It the creates momentum this, like, and the impact. supportive tissue around you. Exactly. And it also exhausts you more than anything. I mean, there's something about Exhaust. whatever you're doing in the pool, man, you will sleep well at night. You will. You know, I don't yeah. know what that's about, but, yeah. you know, I can go out and run for hours or ride my bike, but nothing makes me as tired as... as being in the water.
0: Well, you, you, I mean, listen, they're, it's a if, they're, if, thing. if they're saying a two and a half mile swims worth a 125 mile bike and a 24 mile run, that's, they're telling you what the, you know, the yeah. difficulty, like you're saying like two, two miles, two and a half miles is equivalent to these other things. I think a lot of it is temperature. Yeah. I think the temperature, yeah, even if it's- Yeah, you gotta regulate. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. your water seven, even the water 70, it's still not 98, that's mm-hmm. 30 degree, you know, 28 degree temperature difference. That's over yeah. time. That, so I think there's that. And then I, the psychology and, the, and then the breathing, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, but we love the, we love the water work for that. And, and for us, it correlates to our relationship with, you know, being in the big ocean and being in the big surf, you can move, you mm-hmm. know, it, 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 one of my theories is that, that you will gain technique out of necessity, right? Because if you, to, in order to swim a giant dumbbell across the pool, you're going to have to be efficient. Like, mm. I don't care what your stroke looks like. And I can get a stroke coach and be like, well, you should move your arm to do your thing. I go, here's a dumbbell, swim it over there. Yeah. And if you can swim we'll that dumbbell over there, you're doing something right. You're learning, <laughs> you're knowing, you know, yeah. you know it's kind of like putting uh-huh. a giant pack on. You carry a huge pack, mm-hmm. then you take it off. Probably gonna be faster, you yeah. know, it's like.
1: Yeah, yeah, when you add the survival aspect mm. into it, right? You yeah. to get to the other side somehow. Exactly. And you're gonna use all your limbs to do it anything you can to get there mm. well it's also it's still like there's not it's not like anybody else is doing this right so that it's so open-ended in terms of like the innovation I'm sure it's it, amazing you're like to me all the time in, right
0: it's amazing to me that that it's not that they're not that this not being applied It hasn't been applied you know it's like one of those things like you'd think that I mean I know from what you know and we're always being creative now we're starting to be able to kind of Combine stuff. So we have a couple, you know, different things and we put them together, and make uh-huh. hybrids. So like circuit training, like, yeah. you know, in weightlifting, you have all these different techniques and then you start to combine them. And then you have yourself some new, new, uh, you know, there's always a new like a program, yeah, right? You, yeah. Do
1: you, do you make the, you have like an app, right? The XP, we do. XPT. we do XPT, so you, but, you make but that the pool,
0: available but to people, the pool, but not the pool uh-huh. because the pool is so specialized. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just it's it, the the water is not something to go yeah. subject people to. But don't breath sue work, there. Don't, re, don't yeah. Don't, breath don't work, sue and, there. No, Basically yeah. The, the, but the pool we need. I mean, yeah. we 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 are very selective about. We have trainers for XPT, you know, uh-huh. for the for the fitness stuff, but for the pools. Pool specific training, we have very few people that we would, that will license to become a, a pool just because, mm-hmm. of, because of the water. Yeah. It's Like it's dangerous. not, this isn't something to fool around yeah. with. And especially when you have weight. You and know. then
1: throw in, you know, a 200 degree sauna in between sets, if right? If it's and, a, light. and a cold plunge. Yeah. So it's like working yeah. those protocols into the actual workout itself. Yeah. Cause you think of those as a post workout thing, mm. right? Or mm. a pre workout thing. But, to drop that into the middle of the mm-hmm. whole thing creates like a whole different kind of stress.
0: Yeah, we've been doing some interesting stuff too, like, cause we're always looking for ways to, you know, it's like, you know, run a mile, run two miles, you you have to keep making mm-hmm. the thing longer cause you get kind of better at it. You adapt, you know, that we're such mm-hmm. adaptable creatures. We adapt quickly to to and things, so we we shake it up. But, you know, one of the things that we've been doing Um, I mean, we put the, we put the, you know, we put the assault bikes and some of the other stuff in the saunas, but we do uh, one of these protocols where we do a, where we ride uh, some sort of cardio assault rowing machine, one, something that boosts your, your cardio. And then we go into the ice plunge and we Mm -hmm. do, we go back and forth between those. And that just has a, Pretty profound effect on you. but It yeah. gives you a good hammering. But yeah. you know, just when you think, well, we always say, just when you think it was safe to, you know, right to do heat and ice and do the, the thing. Now you gotta, you <laughs> now know, now you got a new. But we do, right. but we just, I guess, we do that out of more out of our kind of our interests are, you know, in our uh-huh. search, our discovery, it's more out of discovery. Like, Hey, what if you do this? Oh, that's cool. Let's try that and see. And, and a lot of it comes from that. It comes from that innocent, you know, that, like that child, like, you know, why are kids so good with certain things? Like they get a, they get a, you know, a, a phone and they're all of a sudden doing everything because well, right. they just, they don't just go, well, what if I, I don't know if I should. And, you know, they, they just go into it. And I think that's, I think that that's, that's healthy. I think right. it's go about it, whatever you're doing, go right. in. It's like good chefs are, oh, I didn't think that that curcumin would make that taste right, better right, or right. whatever. Just, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, and then that's the same, I think in innovation is really, again, a formula. It's like, you can put it in whatever you're doing. It doesn't, I don't think there's a, I think the basic structure of it is the same, no matter what, no matter what Genre you're in, just change the backdrop. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what? Is it fitness? Is it nutrition? Is it, is it sport? Is it art? Is it tech? Is it what is it? It's like it's you, curiosity, <laughs> yeah.
1: willingness to try things, and yeah. then take kind of removing taking failure off the table. Right? It's not about that. It's like we're just we're gonna pull on these threads and see where it leads us for sure. And yeah. failures and failures part of that mm-hmm. process. Yeah, that's just your that's part of what yeah. you're doing. That's. So you're, what are you, 56 now? Yeah. 56? Yeah. Um What, like, what are you, like, I'm 54. So, you know, it's, it's like trying to figure out how to continue to stay fit, stay engaged, try new things. But are there certain things where you're like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Or I've noticed this about like how I'm aging. So I have to, you know, adjust.
0: Like, where are you at with all of that? Well, most just, of the things I'm doing is not so measurement oriented. I don't have all those data stuff to use that against me. <laughs> uh-huh. <That's> smart, yeah. <laughs> There's some of that. I don't yeah. have that. Well, I only ran that mile. out of, not you know. I don't have all those numbers to that would probably sh- show some deterioration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's part yeah, of the nature. But you're
1: also of- so attuned with your own body. You yeah. know where you're at. Yeah, you don't so, need all those things.
0: So a lot of it is, you know, I, I, I guess for me, a lot of it is I'm just not doing a lot of the same things Uh that I've been doing. And I, and I'm more, you know, a lot of my training really has been not to hurt myself because in the past, a lot of times you get, Uh your training injures you and then you're kind of like, oh, that's not great. So lately it's been more about that, right? It's a little bit more about, okay. And, you know, I think the holistic thing is, is become, I'm better at it. Like I'm better at My my diet, my sleep, my workout—that's not hurting me. My you know, so I'm Mm. in a way. I think you know whether my performances are 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 you know. I I just don't. I I don't. I don't have any real tangible measurements of you know. Hey, I'm not as fast up the hill. I mean, I know when I when I you know if I go get my eighteen you know my eighteen year old protege with me and I go up the hill, then he kind of. You know, disappears. I'm like, well, I might not have dis. You know, uh-huh. I might not be back yeah. here if when I was 18. Let's just put it that is way. This, but is this this guy Luca that's yeah. living with you? Yeah, yeah. I was hearing about this. Yeah, guy. yeah. So yeah. he's a young big, big young big, wave, big rider. wave rider. Yep. From Half Moon Bay, and you and, just took him in. Well, yeah. My I, uh, Gabby's thought it would be good for me. You know, uh-huh. to, uh, <laughs> since, I'm, since I'm in a house with all women, so yeah. she, she, she. That's she funny. Uh, she, she met him and he was, he was, you know, young and full of testosterone and looking to be, uh, an aspiring, it looks like he's an aspiring SEAL at this point. Mm. So he's aspiring to become a, a SEAL. So I'm, I have a lot of friends, uh, that are in, in, in the, in the SEALs. So, yeah. uh, that are out and in. And so I've been exposing him to that. So he has a better idea of what that will entail. Um, he's a big wave surfer. Um, he's a little bit of a throwback, a pretty rare, uh, uh, type of person in this day and age. He's, uh-huh. he's kind of like, you know, like a 1950s cro Magnum man, like a little bit like yeah. this is his, the way his mind works. And, and he, so he's been good. He's helps us. He helps, you know, helps us at our, at our home with all the details, because we have a lot, a lot of stuff going on when you have, you know, daughters and mm. people and stuff and just, and, and train, he's really been with us to train. So he's, he's been getting, and it's been, and it's been nice to, to watch him implement kind of our, our work and then see the result that it's had on him. And he's, yeah. it's made him strong. So it's cool to see, to watch him pool train and, and do, you know, do high X with gaps, circuit train, pool train, do all this stuff, breath work and heat and ice and all that stuff and watch it, watch him kind of, uh-huh. you know, kind of well, benefit.
1: To, it seems like it's your way of paying forward what you received, right? Like the, y- yeah. y- you know, you've, you've yeah. been the beneficiary of having like strong men in your life to to for be sure. guiding forces from your stepdad and Don and et cetera, right? So for now sure. you can do that for this kid,
0: yeah. which is well, cool. It, well, I think that's also, uh, what do they say too? Um, at a certain point after you, you know, march on the ladder, maybe you you either wanna be a, a king or a wizard, right? Uh-huh. Or you want to be, you want to be, you want to, whatever that looks like. But I mean, and I don't mean a king in the in the same of, but you're just not one of the soldiers fighting in the thing, and that you can be. It's more about a wizard. I kind of like the You know, you're like the wizard, and and the guys come to see you. And I always thought uh-huh. that when like as when I was young, I wanted to be like. Just like a you know a, a guy, uh, the way uh-huh. you go see the wizard, he's in the barn over there. Like you <laughs> it go, it's like that though. You know what I mean? Like pilgrimage yeah, up to yeah, your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you get the go, see, go the see the wizard. <laughs> go visit the wizard. He's over there, and it, it, you uh-huh. know, and not that I'm a wizard by any means, but but I do like that. Because I have been that right in my mm-hmm. life, I've been like, "Hey, Jerry Lopez, you know, I, like go to Jerry and Jerry would be there, and he he he's just ahead of you. He's mm-hmm. lived more, done more, and then you go to him and try to get some insight, and it's and it's good for me if I can bestow some 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 knowledge uh, that I've been that was bestowed on me mm-hmm. <laughs> that helped me go along my course. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that, like you said, pay it back, and I think that's I think at the end. I think that is really something that is, that culturally we've lost. And, and it really goes back to, you know, the yeah. wise men that we, you know, that they're supposed to be the wise men. I'm not, right. to, I'm definitely not me, not one of the wise men, but they're supposed to be these, these people that, you, that you're supposed to look up to them, actually. Right. They're supposed to be elders.
1: We revere them for their we, yeah. elderly knowledge as opposed Which to maybe dismiss
0: just, them and put them in a home. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's just because they survived that maybe that the knowledge is is that they just actually made it long (laughs) enough to live that long. I'm just saying like, that might be, it might not be anything tricky. Uh It just might be, hey, you can't be, it's like Wildman. You're not going to be around the- 60. Yeah. You're not going to be around the world for 85 years (laughs) without getting something. Something's popping up. And even if you can just observe the guy and be like, hmm, the way he does stuff, maybe that's something to- Well, that's Hawaiian too. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Right. Hawaiian yeah which is which is more tribal which is more of how we mm-hmm. that that how that that the way the structure of culture has been in the past is that you had to have you wanted to have s- some elders like the el- whatever the w- woman elder man elder just elders that that best- that help the youth And Mm -hmm. because it, because I think that that's something that we're missing. I think the the way we look at elders, we kind of, let's just, like you said, put them in the, over there, out of our, out of our sight. Let's not, let's not, not realizing that there's a lot to be learned. And you see people that have admiration for their grandparents Mm -hmm. and they go there and with their, I mean, there, those are special people, right? Those are, those are special people usually that have, that, that have the, but also, you know, I always say, because, you know, in Hawaii, we talk a lot about respect, right? It's always about, hey, you got to respect, hey, you didn't respect me. Well, I always say, yeah, but you got to act respectfully. Mm -hmm. So act -hmm. respectfully and then you get respected. So, you know, I think it's important that the elders act respectfully and then they can be respected. But Mm -hmm. if the elders are not acting correctly. Not behaving themselves. Not behaving, then it's... No, I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying, and that's part of the issue too, that we right. have culturally, right? Is yeah, yeah, if the yeah. elders aren't behaving correctly, then it's hard to respect them. Cause you're like, well, you guys aren't even behaving correctly, so we're not gonna. But
1: maybe they're not behaving well because they've been disrespected to, to you know, unfairly. Exactly, exactly. You know? And we have lost that. I mean, exactly. I, you know, I'm reminded of Julie, my, my wife's father, she grew up in Alaska. Yeah. He was an engineer um he moved the whole family up there and he uh he was having the most success like in the very late years of his life like he it got to the point he's like 89 he could barely see and he would keep getting hired on these jobs because Knowledge. the native american culture respected him and they're like we'll we'll send we'll come and pick you up we just we need you and we want you there like yeah. he was the wise man right and yeah. even though he's like i should be retired like he just couldn't quit
0: yeah and there's but something how great really is beautiful that? about that. How great yeah, is that? No. That you're the most needed at the end of your right. life. You know, we were talking, cause I was reading some Adlerian uh, thing that I really enjoyed. And, and and uh, you know, they were talking about that sometimes the value is just the presence. That the value mm. is just the presence. That the, just being there is right. is the value. Cause people, go, well, what value did the And I go, well, listen, at a certain point, if, if if the elderly can't do anything, just their presence that they're there. Your yeah. grandma's there. Your grandfather's there. They just they exist, mm. and that can be enough to be a uh, value, yeah, right? Because they're talking about everybody being a value, and you're like, well, right. oh, they're a value. They're they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? Um. All right. I want to know yeah. how you live with all these women. Like I oh. got I got oh. I got oh. two daughters around. Yeah. Well, you got the two same sons
0: too. They're older. Okay.
1: They're they're great. Yep. They were
0: easy. Yeah, girls, a
1: little complicated, tricky, a little trickier. Complicated. Right?
0: You know, I I I guess because I've been going through different stages of it, and and uh, you know, part I was describing my position as kind of like being a post in the house, like uh-huh. a giant post that holds the roof up. You just have to be there. You don't move. You hold the roof up so the roof doesn't fall <laughs> down, and that's and that's your position. That, Everything's teoses. going around you, <laughs> yeah. but you're just standing like that, and you and they need you to be there, uh-huh. stationary like that. But uh, but one thing uh, about, I mean, listen. I, the only thing I know is I don't know anything. Mm. I you know I know nothing when it comes to. I'm, I'm coming to, to, to the, appreciate that to the girls, yeah. They're they're complex, like like, and, and I think I think one also too. The, it's not, it's a complex time, yeah. You know, on top of it, I think it's not it's not, um, you know, now the social pressures, and I think it's so for, hard to be a teenage girl, and you're and then it's and then it because it's twenty four seven. It's not just when you go to school at school or when you go to the oh. playground at the playground. It's not just at these places. It's all, all day long every day. And I think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure um, on that, mm. on them. And, and, you know, I, I, I think I, you know, for me, I feel like I try to lead by example and, 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 uh, and I'm pretty, pretty, I mean, it's all about honesty, like st- st- talking about, you know, I have a conversation with my youngest daughter about makeup and she's like, okay, make, I want to get some makeup. And I go, okay, well, you know why you're going to, you want to put makeup on, right? And she goes, well, cause it makes me feel good. And I go, No, you want to put makeup on to attract males. Like, and she, (laughs) I go, you want to, you want to, you're trying to attract a male. Uh And she's like, no, it makes me feel good. I go, well, it makes you feel good because, because that you think it might help you be attractive. That's part of why you're doing it. So, and it was, I think it's even
1: more complicated than that because (laughs) she's on social media and she's seeing other girls her age
0: doing that. And
1: you want to feel like you're part of that or you can fit in with that. And there's a, there's like a self esteem thing that, yes, is about, but it's Guys, about attracting, but it's also too. about yeah. signaling to the tribe
0: and where you fit and yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's no, that, but man. that's that's you know, But yeah. that's the that's the complexity yeah. of it, right? Is like, hey, you're doing this to fit in to do it to fit in with the girls, your other girls to fit in to be at- attractive because that's ultimately whether you're being attractive to the girls to fit in or not. I mean, that's all part of that pressure. I'm just saying that. To I just wanted her. I wanted her to understand. That there was another motive than just her at her her at the house, like you know, for herself. It's not just for you; it's for you're doing it for other people. Yeah, so it's not easy, man. No,
1: I feel like uh, kids either define themselves by trying to model the behavior or the example that you set, and and like kind of covet approval that way, or they define themselves in opposition to who you are. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna just contravene everything that you're about to create some distance. And maybe that's an attention thing. I don't know. But I'm I'm dealing with a little bit of that right now where it's like everything that we're about, not interested. And my, my the idea hates that the you beach. have like your daughter's yeah. gonna come to you and want to ask about life advice, like that's not happening.
0: No, yeah. no, no, no yeah. not quite.
1: And I'm trying like, to figure out like the how, what yeah. the right thing to do is, yeah, you model you, you, you set an example, you model the behavior but you have to have a very loose relationship with the results of that and you got to be able to roll with stuff that like you didn't expect
0: well and i i i have a feeling that you're not going to see the fruits of your of your work until they leave that, that 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 a lot of the seeds that you plant and a lot of the things that you do you you're, you won't you won't you won't see you mm. won't see until they go out of your house and the, and the, and they have their, and 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 because those seeds, whatever it is that you've planted, those are growing, but you can't see them. Right. And the thing that they they're going to turn into is going to it's going to come after. It's uh-huh. going to come late. It's going to come. I mean, I I can speak for myself personally. Like yeah. how how that later you have $1 in my life is like twenty five or something like that. Yeah. Right? Older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And then I have and then I have you know a seventeen and twelve. But but it's like I think a lot of those those fruits are going to come later on. You are going to uh-huh. it's going to be you know they're gonna you're gonna you wish you would get to you know reap the rewards of it, but there's none of that yeah. right there's none of that no, no, there's, no. the, there's none of the, there's none of that there's none of that that's deferred for deferred. who knows how long who knows right. how long you just hope that yeah. they come that comes out but you know i i I see it happen you know where the girls will go well you know my one one of my daughters will go be with some a family and then they come back and they'll the family be like, oh she's so amazing, so helpful, so great and i'm like i'm like I know. I have. Talking Is that did, was that hard? Our... We're
1: talking about the same person. <laughs> yeah.
0: I you know. My, I my daughters know, hate the beach. Yeah. You know, like oh the beach. So I oh, hate the beach. Hate surfing. Hate yeah. surfing. Hate the beach. Hate it's, working out. You're eating that. God, God set it up that way. Oh, crazy. I. So I, that I have they a couple... can be your teachers. Yeah. Yeah. I have a uh, I have, uh, Gabby doesn't like it when I say that, but I'm like, yeah. I said, your children were sent here to wear you out. Um, and so you can die and they can take over. And then she's uh-huh. like, oh yeah, that's, you no, know, that's just <laughs> not right. And then my other thing is, I said, parenting is like building a samurai sword. Uh-huh. You take the steel, you heat it up, you beat it with a hammer and you stick it in a bucket of ice and you just do that over and over. And eventually it's the hardest steel in the world. I said, parenting, a parent, you take, the kids take you, they heat you up. They beat you with a hammer and they stick you in ice and they do it over, and then you're tempered. Like when you're done uh-huh. parenting, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be tempered. Either you're that gonna,
1: <laughs> or you're you're broken or oh, you they, break. They break you, oh, in you half break and th- you're done. Throw you yeah. back in the furnace. Right. So
0: you've been, you and Gabby
1: have been together for over 20 years. Yeah, right? we're going 25. Yeah. We're coming up on 25. Um, and and you've kind so that, of you're you are you have kind of modeled this, you know, relationship in a public-facing way. Um, which is interesting, you know, like uh, the way that, the dynamic that you guys have figured out for yourself, I think is super um, inspiring in that. And, you know, my wife and I are, you know, we strive to do this ourselves, is that, you know, you're both very independent people. You're not defining yourselves, you know, by, you know, what the other person, you're, you're not relying upon each other to define who you are, right, there's a, there's a respect, you come together. When you come together, it's quality, but you both have your kind of independent worlds and you provide the space for you guys to have those experiences. And they're not loaded in the way that a lot of relationships are, where it's like, yeah, I want you to be that guy who goes out and serves big waves, but only on my terms, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's hard to yeah. get to that place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I you know, I think both Gabby and I Probably our childhoods, the relationships that we saw around um, us growing up, or the lack of, um, you know, one of the two. I think that that had an, a big influence on us. I, I, you know, I, I, I know that, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, each of us are, are responsible for our own happiness. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 I'll go get happy. You go get happy and then when you're happy and I'm happy, you come back and we'll both be happy together kind of thing. Like not, not putting the pressure of, um, you know, I'm fortunate that she's, that she uh, has, has, is, you know, and she, I guess she she could say she's she's fortunate that I'm I'm completely you know uh, a fan of of Gab uh, you know of Gabby's and, and and in her corner and support uh-huh. her in things that at times probably I wasn't exactly stoked about, but but the, it was more important that it was more important for me to 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 be supportive of mm-hmm. her than it was for me to evoke my my opinion or my feelings about it i think that was a big piece of it that i would always and she's amazing uh that sh- she doesn't ever put the like any of my my passion or my 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 draw as something against her it's mm-hmm. not taking away from her right. as something like oh you but it's taking away from her and so you know i i i the the combination of but we we you know I, 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 it's funny because we were, you know, we've talked about this before in the past that it's like her and I, I think we have enough, we, we, we're scared enough of each other that we're like, it's a cold war, you know, uh-huh. it's a cold, we have a cold war. We're just, we know it's that it, we both have nukes. We both could drop them. Right. It won't be good. You could die from you the fallout. Destruction. You could, <laughs> it's sheer <sure> destruction <laughs> yeah. for everybody, no matter who fires, uh-huh. let's not fire let, and keep that. And so I think that's been, you know, and we've had our, we've had our, uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs, like every relationship sure. and every effort. And I think, I mean, every, it takes effort in the relationship to, to, to make it. But, uh, but you know, they, they did a study with 10,000 couples and they said that the only, uh, thing that was consistent amongst all successful couples, no matter what the dynamics were, was that the man respected the woman. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was, you know, I have a, t- a ton of respect for Gabby as a person, uh, and, and, and then, and then as a woman and then as a mom and as a, you know, just all of her as a person. And so, uh, and I, had, and I also had a great relationship with my mother and I had a lot yeah. of respect for my mom. My mom was a hardworking lady and, you know, raised some children and some men too. And so I, you know, I have that, uh, I think that, 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 and I, and I can, I, I don't think any, just that any, just any guy could be with Gabby. I mean, God, men have a hard time sometimes with women that are strong mm-hmm. because they just... They either yeah, they're I mean, insecure. She's, she's, so.
1: she's pretty alpha. I would yeah. think that she checks the alpha box, yeah. you know, yeah. in a, many a category in your relationship.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is, and which is and great. And
1: you're more, of the, you can yeah. be more of the teddy bear yeah. affectionate guy. Yeah. Mis- mystical.
0: Yeah. Well, you call me in when it's, when 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 the when you need some real dirty work done uh-huh. you know yeah. you know what i mean when yeah, the toilet yeah, breaks get it. you call me or yeah, I get it. when there's a bear outside uh-huh. or you know like right. <laughs> but she's a i mean
1: she's a force of energy when yeah. she walks into a room yeah, yeah. you you got to reckon with that that's true you know what i mean yeah
0: <laughs> which well it's great i think i i think it I don't think I would be able to respect her if she wasn't. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think that if she- That's her power. Yeah. If she didn't have that, I I would be, it would, uh, I mean, I would respect her, but it wouldn't be the same like like I do.
1: Yeah. I wanna talk about Laird Superfoods. Okay. Um, So you, like, you guys just took this company public, right? We did. I saw pictures of you like ringing the bell at the stock exchange. It's just like a fish out of water thing. Hard to believe. I know. Hard to believe. I
0: actually got to ring the bell for Wildman when he when Bally's went. They. Oh wow! But so I was able to. But I had nothing to do with it. This is a whole different thing. This Uh has got, this has got my name on it, and and and, uh, the fact that we were in a position that the business has been. You know, built like it has been, and 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 run like it has been is the only reason why we were able to go public. So uh-huh. that that was a, and that was a, that was an education. So I was I was in I was in go public. Um, it's uh, no small thing. School, yeah. yeah. That that's it. well. Just the whole process is a, is amazingly elaborate, uh-huh. complicated. Like it's a complicated. I, I wonder how company as many companies. Do like given all there is to do and mm. and the details and I mean we're fortunate enough to have great people that 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 was you know yeah that, that was taken care well, of. I think, I of.
1: think it, it I mean obviously it suits you perfectly because it's so part and parcel of your ethos. It's really just a. Manifestation
0: of you and your lifestyle. It's the um, irony, that's the irony. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's
0: the irony. Well, yeah. it's that weird yeah. thing, like yeah.
1: you know, you 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 yeah. mature into something that you're not, right? Yeah. Like the idea that you're in New York City at all. Like, yeah. I know you spent a year there when you were a kid, but like yeah. those that's oil and water. Yeah, um, but when I look back over the course of your career, like you're somebody who's done lots of deals and had licensing, and you've had this product and that product, and some of them work, some of them didn't work. And I've always looked at it at an arm's length from a distance and not really knowing anything, thinking like, he just needs to get with the right partners, because this guy's got so much to offer and maybe he's not partnering with the right people. So I look at Laird Superfood, I clearly he's with the right people and this is working. And it's like, to me, it feels like Long overdue that you should well, have had a win like that. this, like
0: a long time ago. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, again, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. I think the timing of it, it. I think it's, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's like anything. Maybe you, I might not have been in the uh, position to appreciate it like I am okay, now. now right? You know, yeah. if it was earlier, or and, and maybe it just it wouldn't have wouldn't be what it is if it if it hadn't. So I think that's a big piece of it. it it's like the timing of it. I, if I, if I had to say, Hey, when, you know, you get to choose whenever it was going to happen, I, 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 the way it's happened and the, and, and, and the truth is, you know, Gabby and I talked about this before, you know, we've been very cautious about who we align ourselves with throughout our careers yeah. and, and, and just about what brands and is it reflective of our brand and all those kind of things. And, and, and the truth is that we had to, you know, ultimately build a brand that was reflective of our brand. Right. That was, that, and that, I mean, that's yeah. that's, it. and and that, and they were that we were able to, but but that's the truth. The truth is, is that you want to do it right. You yeah, gotta do it yourself. Well, almost, well mm-hmm. we just because there was no one, there was no business that we could think of that really, truly reflect reflected our, you know, our brand mm-hmm. and it, like 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 this does because it is our brand. So yeah. it's so I think that's a big that's a big uh, piece of it, and and you know, and and again, I, I always look at ideas like all ideas and, and, you know, and superfood is one of them that because everybody's, all, we're all so caught up in money. It's always about monetary, right? How much is, this and how much is that, and that? And all that stuff. But I always think that it's about ideas, right? And so if you think about how big is an idea, right? Well, let's just think how big is the idea of Facebook? Mm-hmm. Pretty big idea. It was just an idea. What was the idea? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to connect people and the thing. And then you got Facebook. Right, so how big is any any of these these these? How big is you know how big an idea is, is the Apple phone, or how big an idea is a you know stand up paddling in my little world, or how big an idea is you know whatever the idea is, and the other stuff comes later, but the, but the the idea itself. You know, what is that? Like that what is the what mm-hmm. is the nucleus of the idea? And I think that's the you know so with and this, that the determines idea is, the potential, right? Yeah. So, so with this
1: the idea is how do I get people eating better? How do I
0: get people please, eating healthy? How do please? I get people
1: excited about eating healthy? Please,
0: how do I get yeah. stuff in people's diet that aren't? Uh-huh. Like people out there that aren't eating well, like that don't even don't even have an opportunity to even understand what right. eating well is. So or you've never could, heard
1: of turmeric, which by the way, you ever. brought me this yeah, fresh turmeric from Kauai. <laughs> Ever.
0: But you know what I mean? I'm just saying yeah. like they, they don't have yeah. any, they don't have any idea or the resources or the availability or all those things. So I think that's, so it's really about that, i about that idea. And I think, you know, it, it's in our nature, especially Hawaii, where Aloha is really about helping, about mm-hmm. sharing. Like it's a sharing culture. I mean, we have other things about it, but one of the things that that I was gifted when I was a kid was that I was shared with, Mm. you know, that you, that there was a lot of aloha that aloha is sharing. And ohana. Yeah. And ohana, Mm -hmm. exactly. So the, um, but that, I think, I think, I think how, you know, I think it's, uh, it's about ideas at the end that all of this stuff is about ideas. And then what, you know, and then seeing how big the idea is, what's the potential of an idea of an idea. It's like, I mean, everything we have going on right now, every company that you see, I mean, our country, all, just everything, everything's about ideas and the potential of what they can be. And, and, and then, you know, trying to maximize that, how mm-hmm. big, how, you know, it's like the idea of Tohen, now you have Nazare. It's like right. things disappear to reflect a concept. So, yeah. but. Yeah, it's a trap, man. So in this case
1: though, you're, you're not going into an office and managing people. Right. Oh, that's not, I, my, sk- that's yeah, not my that's not my skill set. Thing, that's right? I have like you're a you're formulating. I have
0: a part I've a partner right um who 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 does that very well. So he he uh-huh. that's his 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 gift and we have and we're attracting we we attract good people. Mm-hmm. Like we just it's the you know how that is. I have a Thing I used to tell Gabby, a thing called a honey line, which is, you know, when you f- see a bee, you follow the bee, and then another bee, and then pretty soon uh-huh. you're at the hive, and that's where the honey is. It's like, yeah. so good people attract good people. So we have, a, you know, we have a, we're attracting really good people. You know, m- the the majority of what I'm involved in is is just, of course, always products like what what we're and then marketing because mm-hmm. it's what we, it's what we've done. Gabby and I've been yeah. marketing for our careers. We had to be yeah. self self marketing because our platforms were so tiny. You know, we talk about our the size of our platforms have been so, you know, volleyball and surfing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're those are little platforms. And so you gotta be pretty uh creative to survive in those, you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, NBA or NFL where you just No, it's different. You know? But you, yeah. but you
1: both transcend those subcultures. Like yeah. you're, you're, you know, you 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 can both go by your first name. People know yeah. who you are, and yeah. you stand for an
0: idea that's much larger than your sport. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I we've been fortunate to be able to do that too, yeah. right? So there's, it's a combination that, you know, and I, I I tell young athletes all the time. I go, hey, listen, if you if you, it's important for you to know how to talk. It's important for you to know how to to behave. In public, in a way, it'll bring you a lot more opportunities because you can be great, mm. a great athlete. But if you can't talk and you don't know how to act, you're gonna have a you're you're gonna have a limited potential. Sure, and you can actually be not as good and have and be well spoken and and know how to conduct yourself, and you'll have you'll have a pretty good you know uh, you'll have a better opportunity uh-huh. to actually you know make a living from it.
1: I think young athletes intuitively understand that because it's all about social media and developing this platform, right? Like it's not just, oh, I'm on this team. Like they understand they have to take responsibility for their career trajectory and they can be, riding the bench and and become the most yeah. popular or important player yeah. because yeah. they've
0: figured out how to get people to care yeah. about what they have to say. Well, they're and but they're also new. seeing the chain wrecks too. Yeah. They're also seeing yeah, the yeah, train yeah, wrecks yeah, yeah. too. So they're seeing they're right. seeing the both. They're seeing yeah. the instantaneous failure of greatness and then they're seeing the success of subpar, right? So right. you're seeing both so they're having there's a there's a, you know, they're, 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 they're getting a pretty good spectrum of, you know, what, mm. what not doing it right or what doing it right looks like. So they're, mm. you know, cause we're at the end, we always talk about monkey see, monkey do, right? We're the, that's what humans are. We, we, when you see it, it's hard to be the monkey that doesn't see and does. That's the, that's always the trick, but uh-huh. inevitably you know, there's what do we say? There's nothing new, just a new application of an old idea. So yeah. to think you're the first person to ever think of something or do something, is I, I always find that pretty arrogant because it's like, no, that's not honest. Mm-hmm. Honest is there's it's probably a combination of you know something or some other thing that's been done uh, at, in some way, and then you're just making a hybrid right. and combining right. it, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's cool. Building from it. Um On that
1: note. You being the wizard, and all these people making this pilgrimage to your house for the pool workout—that <laughs> seems there's a an rule. aspect of it. I mean, there's yeah. some interesting cats that yeah. roll through that, right? Yeah. And I would suspect that that's its own Manhattan project, right? Like you have a lot of really compelling people doing interesting things in the world that you're spending quality time with. Pretty amazing. I would suspect you've learned quite a bit from this cast of characters, right? Pretty, like, pretty,
0: what does that look like for pre- you? Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, you know, sometimes Gabby just, you know, shakes her head, uh, whether it's, you know, I, I mean, we, we you know, I'm reading something or some book or something, and then this next week, hey, so-and-so wants to bring such and such, yeah. the guy that wrote that book or, you know, this. <laughs> so we get a lot of that, yeah, you know, we yeah, get yeah. a lot of that, um, a lot of that. But, you know, I, I, I feel like, again, the honey line or even in nature, when you're observant, then you get to observe more. It's, I think when you're interested in in these subjects and you're, you're interested in health and wellness and you're interested in, in fitness and you're interested in longevity and you're interested in performance and you're interested in morality and whatever you're, I mean, you're just interested in these uh-huh. things and you're, and you're, and you're meeting people that are interested right. in them. Yeah. There's then David Sinclair they, showing up they, today. And like, then they you know, know somebody right. that knows mm-hmm. somebody and then you have those guys. And then, so, so we, we, we get, um, you know, the truth is we get a, a, a really, amazing array and diverse from generals to, mm. to, you know, athletes, to, to, to perform as people, to doctors, profe- you know, we're, I mean, we get mathematician. I mean, we right. just get, it's like a, the, the spectrum because what you realize is that, that it doesn't, you know, I always tell, I always say to people, I go, listen, being a server is like being alcoholic. Everybody's one it's just whether you drink or not mm. everybody's a surfer it's just whether you surf or not so what i what i'm saying is is that everybody there's somebody in every field that's into health and wellness and 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 learning and and creativity right and no matter what field they can be lawyer doctor the, the, uh, you know, politics, whatever mm-hmm. they, and, but they so that's your, what you have in common. And so once you start meeting those people and then you got, you know, you got your friend Rick Rubin and he's, he knows 30, he's like, Hey, you want to meet this professor of so and so? Right. I'm like, sure. And then I go down to his house and I meet the guy and then the guy goes, oh yeah, I have another guy. And he said, and then before you know it, you're like, all of a sudden you, you know, I mean, the world's tiny when you don't know anybody, when you know people, it's, it's mm-hmm. like you're, it's, it's, it's your, it's the next door. It's the mm-hmm. next room. It's like, it's even smaller. So when you don't know anybody, it's small. When you know people, yeah. it just becomes, especially like-minded people, right? So when you have all these, you know, when you have all these smart people that that are are interested, because what you realize the common denominator in all those that group, learning. Mm-hmm. They all want to learn. Mm-hmm. They're all interested because all the smart people are are people that learn. That's what they do. Yeah. That's why they're smart. Cause they're always learning and like, Hey, what's this? or what's that? Oh, you're doing that. Oh yeah. Okay. what you know, and you just see that and that, and that's the, that seems to be the common thread, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you never want to You never want absolutes and you don't want anybody that thinks they know. As soon as the guy says, Oh, I know. You're like, right. Yeah. That's not the guy. I'm sure you've
1: had <laughs> the guy who shows up Who's full of vim and vigor and we oh, he's yeah gonna, I give those gonna, to Gabby a Dick measuring
0: contest I give and, those to Gab. and and those Gabby 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 takes them in the out. deep end <laughs> she takes them in the deep end yeah. and you know we first yeah. we give we first you know Gabby a girl uh, a woman yeah takes them over so then they think oh yeah I'll have a real fighting cast not realizing that you know she was raised by dolphins and so oh, yeah. it's over <laughs> 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 so but All yeah right. you know we I mean I always I think it's like a mirror you know uh-huh. it's like a mirror if the guy comes with with you know a little edge and you just yeah, give him an edge right like, <laughs> he's going
1: to he's going to get what he came yeah, for right. for sure we won't let we won't let you down cool man well i i want to be respectful of your time yeah. and and uh, and let you go here but maybe before we do that um given your unique um, skill set and life experiences and adventures and everything that you've you know experienced your whole life you have a a unique lens on the world like when you look at how most people live their lives it's very different from how you live your life and you know being conscious of the fact that most people don't have the luxury of being involved in the kind of things that 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 you are what do you like what's the what's the advice like that if you could just reach your hand out to the average joe who's you know doing the normal thing of, you know, working the job and paying the bills and raising the two kids. Like, what is it that you want that person to understand about life that perhaps they're myopic to, or can't see?
0: Well, that's a, that's a, that's a very tough uh, thing. I, I, you know, I have a friend called me the other day and, and, you know, and, and, and obviously the, the time that we're in is a heavy time right now. and, and, some people it's real hard on and some people it's mm-hmm. not as hard on, but it's a real kind of time of uncertainty, right? Where, which they always are, but this one is overtly uncertain, yeah. right? This is very overtly uncertain. And, uh, he said, you know, uh, you know, what, what, you know, what he just asked for some advice and I'm like, I, I'm not in the position to give advice, but, but I, but I said, you know, I did say, you know, be honest, work hard, and try to have fun like mm. you know like but but there's i think there's something about remembering that there's still these foundation things about you know it's important to be honest you just got to be honest we have to be honest 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 i think honesty in relationships and friendships and work and in, in life i think there's you know in in just all the things I think that that's, and I, and work hard. I think we mm-hmm. got to I think there's no way to, I wish there was a way to, 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 you know, I mean, to work hard, you know, I always Wildman and I used to laugh because he was retired since he was 50 and, and, but if the amount of work he did every day compared to people that work, you couldn't even begin. And then also you got to have empathy for the people that, you know, that everybody's got a burden, right? So everybody Uh has a burden. And I think we have to be conscious that we got to, you know, lately I've been trying to operate more with more tolerance and more kind of, you know, just a more, more, just be aware that, that there's people are under a a big thing, but we, and you got to go, you got to figure out how to have fun. Mm -hmm. You got to have fun. If we don't have fun, it's, it's all, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. It's like, like I said, I just say go surfing, but I meant like, just do thing do something that brings you yeah. some sort of enjoyment.
1: Your version of surfing. Yeah.
0: Whatever that yeah, looks Yeah, it's like. there. Everybody has their, their, their thing. And I think it, you know, I think too, you know, when we're, if we just can focus on the, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, you know this better than anybody. You know how, when it's far, what are you doing? You're just looking at the next step. You just keep in your eye, you're not looking at the distance and going, man, that mo- that mountain's far away. You just look down and you just keep, <laughs> keep, mm. keep your feet going. And before you know it, you're like, wow, I'm at the mountain now. But if you're looking, yeah, and I think that's a big piece of it. I think right now i am just, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, it's enough to try to just, you know. Live sufficiently today, right. it's enough effort to just work today, do what you need to do today, take care of your family, the people you love today, just just keep your head down and and that and I think that a lot of the stuff that I think less of the stuff will bother you, and then a lot of the stuff will be behind yeah. will, that will go behind
1: It's hard though when the pressure's on and you're putting that one foot in front of the other to feel like you can indulge yourself with play or having fun
0: I know that and that's mm-hmm. where that's why there's a balance aspect to it. I think that that's where you're looking. That's the balance of it, right? Because all that all that stuff, you know. And I and I don't. I mean, for, that's why people are you know going to bars is because they're trying to get that release. But mm-hmm. you just have to figure out a way to get that release that's, that's productive, not destructive. Mm. And so if you can just, because that's the balance, the equilibrium, because if all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy, it's just not going to, you just can't, you have to figure out what that is, whatever that, you know, I mean, some people can be as simple as just going to a movie. So they just, Get to leave there somewhere, you know, you do med- meditate, do some breath work. I mean, I mean, you'd go for a swim, go for a bike, go for a thing, go for a hike, do, You go on the sauna and, you know, boil your brains, go on the ice yeah. tub and freeze yourself. Something, 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 just something to create just some to sort shock of- shock you out of the routine yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just to create a little bit of tilt on the on the other side because cause all these other stresses are just gonna, mm. they're just pulling us, they're pulling us down, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. All right, last thing. Um, what's the uh, the wave that still remains unsurfed? Like the metaphorical wave. Like what's still out there that you're thinking about right now, and you're you're laying brick by brick. That maybe we're not going to see it for five years, but it's on the brain.
0: Well, I I I'm definitely have a project to go out in the go out into some sort of some sort of you know stuff you see on, you know, National Geographic when the ship's going into the big, you know, whether it's down in the roaring forties or up in the uh, North Atlantic or out in the Aleutians, but mm. some project to go out into the big ocean and ride ride the big ocean oh, out wow. out at sea. Mm. So that's uh, something that's in my head Is any, I'm no working ever, Has anybody towards... ever done that? No, mm. no, I don't. I probably, sh- yeah. they probably shouldn't want to. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just out in the <laughs> North Atlantic
0: in the middle of the just, ocean. Just something yeah, well I Drop mean you in. need the infrastructure. You know, you're not gonna just be yeah. out there by yourself. Wow. You're gonna need the right people and the uh-huh. right pieces, but that's something that I have been thinking about that I'd like to I'd like to try to at least do that. That's pretty cool. Well, it's just there. It's yeah. just, it's something there to be done that'll be I I have a feeling it'll be something special when that happens. Yeah, it's epic, man.
1: Um all right. You're at and on the socials, right? Layered Superfoods. Talk to, talk to the smart people. Yeah. Are you are you guys in Whole Foods? Yeah. You are, right? Yeah. Nationwide? Yep. That stuff? Yeah, That's world. It's good. I appreciate that it's all plant-based. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Non-GMO. Yeah. Just the
0: purest. Simple. Right? You gotta love it when you just see Coffee only four creamers. or five ingredients. Mm. You gotta love that. Yeah, I've got, got a beautiful, got, got a beautiful protein uh, right now that protein I'm Protein powder. We yeah. have a protein powder. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm enjoying it. Okay, good. Yeah, I, you guys I, sent me a bunch of stuff. Okay, I'm digging it,
0: Yeah. That, see, I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on the. <laughs> you're on, I, a, you're the, on a need to know. Yeah, basis. yeah <laughs> I'm on a need to know basis. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to. Hey, Laird, we need you yeah, to go yeah. ring the bell. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Get in here and ring the bell. And <laughs> right. they call me. In. Listen, they, they. I'm like the. Uh, I do well, like in in disaster type stuff. Like call it the flood. Call them in. The right. fire. Call the fire. You know. They call uh-huh. them, Call me in for the. Call me in for the the you know. The big stuff.
1: Otherwise you'll be, you'll be found. Otherwise you'll be
0: preparing to be able to be ready so that I get, when I get (laughs) called in, I can do it. There's always that, you know, it's like the fire department, you know, it's going to happen, but you just gotta, you gotta train all the time with the idea that it's not happening right now, but it could any second, maybe tomorrow, next week or next year. Cool.
1: Um, All right, man. Thank you. All right. Come back and talk to me again sometime. I look forward to it. Peace. I'd say that was fairly epic. You know, epic is a word that is horribly overused in my opinion, but I think in this case, I think it's appropriate. That was truly epic. Be sure to give Laird a follow on the socials at Laird Hamilton Surf on Instagram and at Laird Life on Twitter. Check out his New York Times bestseller, Force of Nature. And you can find all his plant-based nutritional awesomeness at lairdsuperfood.com. I'm enjoying his matcha at the moment. Also his Renew plant-based protein. This is not a sponsored thing. I'm just really digging those products. Reminder that my new book, Voicing Change is now shipping globally. I'll even sign it. And it's available only at ritualcom slash VC. And if you're looking to dial up your plate, the Plant Power Meal Planner is where it's at. Thousands of customized plant-based recipes at your fingertips with access to nutrition coaches, seven days a week, all integrated with grocery delivery. Right now, we're running a special deal $20 off gift cards when you go to meals.richroll.com now through December 25th. If you'd like to support our work here on the show, subscribe, rate, and comment on it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on YouTube. Share the show or your favorite episodes with friends or on social media, and you can support us on Patreon at richroll.com slash donate. Today's show was produced and engineered by Jason Camiolo. The video edition of the show was created by Blake Curtis. Graphics by Jessica Miranda. Portraits by Allie Rogers. Sponsored relationships are managed by DK David Kahn. And theme music, as always, by my boys, Tyler, Trapper, and Hari. Appreciate the love you guys. See you back here shortly, soon, a couple days. Until then, get outside. Engage with nature. Get outside your comfort zone. Love the people in your environment and be well. Peace, plants, namaste. (laughs)